the out the there out channel. Please sub and share. Searching for the truth. UFOs, aliens, greys and ufology. Real images, real stories, real videos, real cases, researched and investigated by professionals in the field and cutting-edge discoveries. Multiple witnesses, abduction accounts brought to you by Team The Out There Channel. Good to, Good be, to back. be back. Five, four, three, two, one. Action. Action. side first up <laughs> no kids from the holidays hogging all your gear you need more computers <laughs> uh, so I'll just uh, get this um, chat on the side sorted out uh, I forgot to kill some background stuff here Although I don't think it's a problem anymore. I'll just run it just in case it comes back. Yeah, that's that one done. Anyone on pilled? Anyone up here on pilled? Looks like um, we're gradually losing people on pilled. They don't seem to be interested in real UFO stuff anymore. Seems that uh, all the shells, which we're going to talk about today, are still promoting a load of shite. And uh, profits have been really well from it. They would dump their channels very quickly. Uh, there's no justice in ufology, or the world, I should say. You know, uh, what can you do, you know? It's like uh, doing a university class when only one person shows out of, up of, out of 30. <laughs> um, if everybody had to be tested at the end, I suppose they might show up. Uh, there is actually a university paper on UFOs in California, of all places. Uh, I don't think that would happen anywhere else in the world uh, where you'd have a university course <laughs> on UFOs. Uh, I think uh, there'd be a lot of hoo-ha uh, for uh, taxpayers saying we're not funding 
this, but uh, America, um, they have a different pay system into it, you know, N at least uh, education is free in New Zealand and Australia. Now you don't have to save up vast fortunes just to go to university, but you still have to get, um, they only pay out a wee bit, uh, they don't pay out the same as what they do on the dole. Unemployment benefit, um, you still have to get part time work or get um, the government low interest loans, <laughs> which you got to pay off when you start working. So, I've got this new tool um, as well that was installed here, allows me to draw on the screen. So, let's give, give it a try. Uh, how do we change it? Oh, there we go. Red pen. Look at that. Is that coming up? Uh, looks like it should be coming up. Looks like um, my test screen on YouTube is way behind. Yeah. Something's just popped up there. Oh, yeah, it's catching up. So, we've got different color pens here. That one's a bit hard to see, but I could doodle on the screen, which might come in handy. And you can change the pen size too, which is quite good. You can make it thicker and thinner. I can hardly see that one. <laughs> no, it's not, not bad size there. What is not quite middle. Uh, I think we've got a highlighter one here too, although it's not really good, is it? We'd have to have it really wide. Uh, it doesn't remember the size settings per pen, but it's not bad for open sourcing. Yeah, it's going to be like uh, a highlighter pen. It's quite clever. Then you can erase it all. And we got a white one. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see how well I can do. Uh, today we're talking about UFO weed heads. <laughs> Whoop. Could do a zoom at the same time. I'm getting really, really complex now. I'm going ahead of all the other UFO channels. UFO. We <laughs> I'm gonna have lots of fun with that. So that means I might be able to draw onto videos directly now. So yeah, just catch up on the side comments. I got to um, post up what we're doing today anyway. Oh yeah, I got to click off, click on that to get my arrow back. I've got so many things going on here now. It's all going to go wrong at one stage. <laughs> so we're doing that. Hey, we got someone up and pilled. That makes a change. How's it going, TSC? <laughs> You're not a weed head, are you? <laughs> There's too many weed heads in ufology. No wonder it's a mess. <laughs> That people believe anything. Um, 
Uh, New Zealand still bans it. I think we're better off keeping it banned. Because uh, uh, now we can just see all the craziness coming out of America since it's going legal everywhere. And 50% uh, of the country don't know who to vote for. They like to vote for corrupt politicians that are currently in power. <laughs> uh, is that going? Yeah. Yeah, right, what have we got here? Okay, so just catch up in the comments here. Yeah, no kids down holidays. Yep. Got that one last time. Uh, stoned hobbits here. That's a surprise. Talking about weed. <laughs> a 420, as they call it in America. Uh, I guess that's the strain, is it? Or just the marketing number of it now. <laughs> um, okay, we got Shogun here who I can't see any of his comments normally, but looks like they've allowed you on the side chat at least. Uh, you need to um, probably create a new account because they're not going to fix your account out properly for some reason. I've tried, but yeah. Um, and, and you won't get the notifications, I doubt. What does that one say? I forgot to... Can you see my comments? Alright, <laughs> yeah, I'm just answering it now. Um, I'm invisible. I don't know if other people can see you. Um, but I certainly can, as you can see. Anyway, um, yeah, so let's kick this off. So if you weren't watching, go to the aim. Uh, Friday night stream. Uh, let's see if we can bring it up here. So there's a problem with this pin thing. Uh, we have to shrink it down, do we? That's not too bad. We're running out of screen space. <laughs> the only way to do that was to maybe put more pixels on the screen, but then I won't be able to see what I'm doing. Uh, yes, does this still work? I suppose it does. Busted. Yeah, that's coming up. Unlike the pen, I can't see what's being drawn on the screen, so... Yeah. But I can now type what words I wanted. Busted. <laughs> uh, let's see. Probably do multi colors. Goofani. This idiot's helping spread um, viral fake stuff again. So I'll get used to that, I think. That's pretty cool. Allows me now to get to the icons here.
I feel like I've forgotten something. Anyway, let's start talking to the liar named Buffon and the Miami Bayside crap that's doing the rounds. You know how like it's almost like we get a Las Vegas alien nonsense show up every few months now. I don't know why, but uh, someone's able to kick it off and it can spiral onto the news networks. Yeah, it's like a distraction. It's almost like um, trying to turn people away from UFO stuff again by making all this nonsense up about uh, 10 foot aliens walking amongst us. If that's the case, uh, there's not too many of them around here. Uh, the high, tallest person I've seen around this area probably would be about six foot and a half. Um, so there ain't too many of them walking around, if that's the case. <laughs> uh, why is that? Let's scroll it. That's strange, isn't it? <coughs> um, yeah, where, do, where was the beginning? Here. So we'll start with this one. So he posted out this, um, I'll just adjust this thing. I'll just minimize that. You can see I've been, despite me doing great analysis on the turkey thing. All oh right, I was going to mention that. So I did, before I start that, I did a live show in the weekend. Why is that coming up blank again? Uh, Google had done something to stop that add-on working. <laughs> uh, that, that guy needs to get uh, his uh, thing sorted out. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I did a live show. Again, looking at the Turkey UFO case. And I'm pretty sure I've solved it. Now, I did some clips from it, that one, where I've taken out clips at this stage here of the final analysis of it, showing you uh, how the guy was reflecting a part inside the camera. And I believe that I've got it here that sort of matches up. So if we could um, reflect this part here, onto the back of the lens. This is why it's sort of blurry and sort of wishy-washy in the video. In, in the video, It's not actually really a solid looking craft at all. It's sort of um, gives off the same, the same sort of color range, the whites. But yeah, you can see here the gap seems to match it here. And you can see there's a there's a dark bit here that looks like this bit here, and you got this little bit running along the top here. If you fate, if if you, if you could, um... so he may have painted this this part of it so it's more reflective. He could have painted it white. I'm not sure what he's done, but he's done some something extra to his camera to better pull this uh, 
fake off. But if you looked at all the images from his camera of the so-called craft, some of them actually look almost like this here, you know, the whole outer side of the thing. And a different part as well. So he was experimenting, which was the best parts to give a really good uh, fake alien craft. And then he could say, oh, I got fooled by it too. It's actually something in the camera. But he never got to that stage. And he turned into a Bledsoe, saying he's in communications with the aliens and all that sort of stuff. From what we saw in the videos. But yeah, you can see this square bit here looks like this over here. And you've got the duck bit here. So it sort of lines up, right? And you've got something that looks like a hole there. And a duck bit underneath. Look, it matches up. So I think if by pure chance, when I was trying to do that on live debunk, I think we have solved it. You know, we did a lot of, did a lot of analysis there and angle work and looked for the parts. Um, but because it's a reflection in the camera, uh, you could say, well, that can't be the camera lens, but because it's a reflection, it's changing the angle inside the lens, as we pointed out in the lens flare, how lens flare happens. But yeah, so if you want to go and watch that full breakdown and have a look at the videos and discussion there, go and check it out. It is three hours long, but I did actually make some... Uh, shorts from it. Uh, unfortunately, it's another case that I used to like as well, which is now I have debunked it myself. Um, look, along with the Guardian UFO case and the uh, STS, I think I said 75 in that show. I think it's actually STS 48. <laughs> Mission number is uh, the number at the end. Uh, so shorts is here. It's a shame they don't have like a. They should have like a instead of having video. The video should be all of the videos, and they should have another tab here called uploads, which will be uh, the videos that's not live and they're not shorts, but they're up other uploads, just like they had that in the old days. Because now it gets confusing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I've done two shorts, uh, uh, three shorts, and also talked about the lights, uh, uh, the red lights, uh, explained what the red lights were, which is unrelated. Um, but yeah, people will keep on repeat, repeating that uh, hoax to years to come, but you can at least say... Uh, the few that spend the time watching me will say, well, I know how it was done. <laughs> it's still quite clever. Uh, he probably came across it by accident because uh, we read online other people were noticing the reflection of the thing and he found a way to zoom into it, make it larger. Uh, so, yeah, he would have spent a wee bit of time fiddling around with that. It's about a pull off that stunt uh, with people watching him. So yeah, so now we're talking about uh, the new stuff, the other stuff that we uh, left off on gravity and whatnot. So yeah, unfortunately, um, Mr. King and uh, Shogun, you missed, you missed a, a good uh, breakdown there that you could have joined in with your comments on the side, but unfortunately,
I think uh, Annie Jesper showed up. And he's not here today, Jesper, but he normally shows up a wee bit later, I think. Ah, Shogun's expert on weed. <laughs> For twenty is day and month. They celebrate twenty what? Twenty April. When's that? The day it was made free. <laughs> What's uh, special about twenty April? It's not Independence. <laughs> Uh yeah, but yeah, this this guy you can tell he's um, always high. <laughs> so I could expand that out there. So this guy is high. <laughs> you can tell by the glazed eyes. Um, Let's just kick it off and have a laugh at this joker. Uh, if we can. Oh, right. I forgot to turn that off. Right. Here we go. Oh, I got a little Name? Dot. Let me just get rid of that. Okay, so he put this one out. And he keeps talking about that he's um, shadow banned. Uh, and shadow pan, ban people don't suddenly get almost 400 likes on a crap show because uh, it's absolutely full of crap this episode well most of his episodes are full of crap occasionally he has something good on it but uh, yeah you don't get uh, uh, where's the, the view count here 14,000 views uh, you just that doesn't happen. So you can, we can check up his stats. So I thought, oh, what's going on here? He must have been, he must have picked this subject out because it was trending, and Google actually, because he's over ten thousand k, decided to put it out there on trends, and he suddenly just got a flood of traffic. So we go social blade. So I would never do that. I would never have a headline a clickbait headline like he's just put up there saying aliens are walking around in Florida um, it's just not right it's just making a right mess of our serious topic is it Goofon or Goofon Radio this guy he keeps renaming it doesn't he uh, he's for some reason, he thought he was a radio show, even though he was broadcasting on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> what an idiot! You know, he should. I think he was linking it to his other show that he was on, which was broadcast on the radio, and that was um, uh, SOR. What's that stand for? Sp spaced Out Radio, as, as he started calling it. <laughs> well, he's the one that's spaced out. He's definitely spaced out. This guy. Um, you know, so we can go down to his recent stats of what he's been doing. <coughs> you can see there's the 14,000 coming in here. This is not absolutely accurate. It loses stats all the time, especially for mine. <laughs> it loses my stats, but yes, 
<laughs> seems to be tracking everything he's doing. And you can see he's got 200 subs out of that garbage. He, he, and he's putting up even more episodes. He's doing a... He's, he's becoming a Blake Cousins third phase channel. You know, you don't get that many views talking the truth. Uh, he keeps saying he's true for ufology when he's actually true for weed heads from what I can see. So, yeah, if you... We started after I did... And the only reason he got momentum is because he was using third phase to promote himself and going on everybody else's channels, even mine. You know, he stole people from me. <laughs> well, he was glad to have him because that sack guy was a complete uh, weed head too. Um, yeah, so the out there channel. I had to choose a long name uh, because there was another dead channel that had a similar name and a lot of people were starting to use the out there and paranormal shows and I wondered a channel name where I could talk about everything rather than just UFOs um, everybody else chose UFO in their names. I think maybe having a UFO in, in the actual channel name would actually make more sense, right? Um, so it's more searchable when, on that search term. But mine's education here, right? So if we go back to his, uh, should be a red flag when anyone's ever got um, that listed. Entertainment means it's not serious. Uh, it's just another TV show. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'll get used to that new tool anyway. But yeah, if you look at my stats, uh, it's pretty much dead on YouTube now. And you can see I've got missing data. So you can't tell me I'm not suppressed by YouTube. And the only reason I got 93 was because I did that other live show. And, walk, and posted it around. You know, I've been at this for a long time now. <coughs> bringing you the... Uh, we back on something strange going on here. I mean, I'm black again. Uh, are we back up? I'm not sure what was going on there. Really strange. Really strange. Yeah, this. Um, Uh, hello, we 
again on YouTube. So I'm not sure what's causing it. I just restarted OBS. Um, I think Pilled will have to have been crashed out now, hasn't it? Uh, as well. Uh, we crashed. So we live here still. It's not going to save it if it is. <laughs> um, let's see. Has it, I think it's gone. But I might Started be wrong. OBS. Um, I think Pilled will have to have been crashed out now, hasn't it? Uh, as well. Has it, why has it got a play button here though? Uh, we crashed. Is it still working here? So we live here still. It's not going to save it if it is. <laughs> um, let's see. Just as we were going to kick it off, huh? I think it's gone. <laughs> Heck, well, I might be wrong. What's well, it got play button there? Uh, let's see. Well, we have to see if Pilled recovered. Anyway. Is it still working here? So we oh, I don't know. Still. What's happening there? It's not going to answer it. Around. If it is. <laughs> Um, okay, let's let me see. just we're going to kick it off, huh? <laughs> oh, we'll just assume it's still working there, even though it's not going to save it, probably. Be a good test for him, anyway. Uh, hey, we got someone comment. No, that was an old comment. So, build is probably gone, but anyway, we'll just carry on. Uh, what have we got here? Mike, let me just get my thing up again. <laughs> Uh, the man in black strikes again. It's funny though, it's probably um, your hate group. It's probably somehow they figured out something on Windows. Okay, we're back up. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that was really strange. It kept coming up with all these pop-ups and uh, updates successful in OBS, but uh, I've got all that turned off. Uh, it must must have been something. Uh, that's a something new problem I developed there. Kind of weird though, but that's the way it goes. <laughs> so where was I? So I was talking about uh, social blades. How we can check out stats here, but uh, we'll move on and uh, get into it. Um, yeah, so. This thing on the mall come out earlier this week. Uh, so this guy slammed it up there. Um, what was his thumbnail again? Let's just check to see what it said here. Creatures reportedly walking through crowds in base site in Miami, Florida. 30 cop cars plus helicopter. Now, he didn't do any research. He just uh, saw the news headline going trending and he decided to start bringing it up on his channel. Uh, it's the only way these people can get content. 
and uh, so I actually did a search on it to see what was going on out there and uh, I found there was like only two people making reference to it at the time but it's probably going to be a ton of shit there now by the looks of it uh, so I've lost my original searches for it because uh, Twitter did an update there uh, there was only two people at the time and we could see that one person was called a UFO channel had actually started off and uh, we'll have to go through that in a minute and see if I can find it again but yeah this takes one person what the hell call from a scammer yeah don't know who that is and I don't care right let's just kick this off so you can see they've got uh, street cameras the question is why is it so damn blurry <laughs> for street cameras at night time it's pretty bad isn't it uh, you think they'd have the latest best shebang street surveillance uh, HD cameras under the sun wouldn't you with um, optical sync but clearly they haven't why is that a Dr. Greer down there because it mentions aliens right you can see um, this guy's thinking how to keep pumping up the, the fake news and he plays dumb like he says oh I didn't realize that at the time sorry guys I, I didn't do any research on it uh, and then after all that he says oh it still could be aliens though no one can be a hundred percent sure this is how these shield channels work uh, it's actually disgusting so let's just carry hey, let's on let's get started Zach, yeah, this is the stupid things. These, these uh, must be attention seekers. I need to have their name called out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. All right. Tim Freestone, the richest YouTube pop-up. I don't want to play the whole... That background gets... Let me, let me get that in there. Oh, oh we've lost again. Influx of law enforcement... Uh, is it still streaming? Why am I offline? I wonder if it's a loose connection. Uh, problems again. So is it streaming there? Looks like it's YouTube, no? Are we still going? No, we're still going. Uh, you're heading off, Mike. Warning. Streams current. 
bit right. Still working there. Wow, this is unbelievable. Looks like it's YouTube. Let me just check connections, <laughs> just in case. I don't know, it's a strange problem, but it is, it is a warm day today. It's like, uh, yeah, it's saying excellent connection. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just really weird. The player thing on it on YouTube is not uh, playing either. Let me just reload it. I think Google must have been playing. Okay, now reload that seems alright. And it seems alright there on the restreamer. Anyway, just carry on. <laughs> well, we're used to uh, having interruptions like this occasionally. Officers. Photographs and videos. Show okay, so this is the first thing uh, that you check on a video. Uh, the posts from Twitter, right? Or, or X as it's called now. Massive police presence in Bayside area. So you'd have to search for that and see if you can find it. So that's what I did uh, up here. Oh, that was a black helicopter one. Uh, where is the other one? Uh, massive police presence. Also, I got it around the wrong way there. Uh, and Bayside. Is this the one that has the two? Oh, crap. No, it looks like I've added all the other shill channels now. This is how it... They went from one, then two, then we got all these ones. Does it actually tell us how many in that list? Uh, anyway, we'll see if we can find it. <laughs> but you can see, um, that's the first thing you check. And then you go and read um, uh, what the people are saying about it to find out what the actual facts are. Showed that there were over 30 police cars, along with...
Witnesses claim, you're going to see this pop up, I don't want to play the whole video, but witnesses claim they saw creatures or beings walking at the mall. And black helicopters are now also on the scene. Black helicopters? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I searched for helicopters as well. And... I got no hits, alright? There was no hits. <laughs> and now we got all these shield channels. The truth. <laughs> 60 cop cars now. Uh, it started off at 20, and then it got up to 30, 60. But I think there must be uh, at least 30 cop cars on the videos. Uh, so the story was... Uh, Nothing to do with aliens. I'm not sure uh, how the aliens got into it, but I think it was from uh, this person I had found on Twitter here added in the alien parts to it, so it went viral. Um, but it was to do with a bunch of uh, 30 kids that had weapons, and they were fighting each other. Uh, in the mall area there in Bayside, so obviously the cops got called in in case it was going to be like um, a mass shooting happening. And uh, that's basically all it was. And of course you're going to have a, a few police helicopters flying around. Uh, black helicopters? Mm, unlikely, because uh, if you have a look at the helicopters... Um, there is no black helicopters, but there are blue helicopters. So maybe blue, dark blue, looks like um, a black in nighttime, right? So you got um, uh, my Emmy, and if I can read it, <laughs> my Emmy. No, that's not how you spell it, is it? No, it could be. My and me. Why has it got underlined? Uh, please, anyway. Helicopter. Let's see what color schemes they have. And there you go. It's the first one up there. Miami, please. Uh, it's like a dark blue color with some uh yellow stripes they also got some white ones for looks with, with blue so yeah i'm not sure how that one would be showing up as a black helicopter but if you watch any of the videos there's no helicopter noises it's all street cameras helicopter crashes so there's not too much there you think um, it would talk about the riots here? Respond to New Year's 2024, two days ago. That's on TikTok, so we can't trust that source. 30 Miami police helicopters stock photographs, crashes in canal. Uh, there's not, not much about uh, filming aliens there, or this riot. 
So let's actually put that in there. On base side. Uh, okay, so now they're answering all the nonsense out there. I think I've actually got a link to that one, actually. It's conspiracy theory on social media. And all the usual uh, UK rags promoting it. NBC and into it. Uh, Miami Herald. Daily Mail and Reddit. But yeah, again, there's no police helicopters. <laughs> We've only police helicopters reported. Here we go. Remaining operational. Let's just see if I've got any pictures there. So all this wasn't available at the time that I'd looked at it, um, strangely. Uh, let me just check something here. I think it looks, looks like it's stable now, is it? <laughs> that was really strange. Microsoft with the back doors, huh? Um, okay. We'll see if it happens ever again. Hopefully it doesn't. I've changed some of the buttons on the mouse around. So I've got to get used to the new layout. Uh, yeah, there's no pictures of any black helicopters. Or even police helicopters. <laughs> but yeah. It's uh, just a waste of time, even wasting time talking about it, but I suppose we've got to cover it because now it's gone viral and it's polluting our field. Black helicopters. See, that's the thing. The There's no proof. However, no one seems to know what happened. Posts on social media show people running away from the area Sorry, saying I didn't that mean a humanoid creature was spotted. While others said that a strange creature was seen roaming Whoops. through the mall. As of right. Although they got no pictures of it, right? So this is a crap this guy puts out. And then he starts uh, saying, oh, right, I should have done some research. The new year. Curiosity. And he's just playing someone else's video here. Instead of just doing his own research on it and bringing up the original videos avoiding collisions this i don't know who, who he's using i i believe oh wait here it is look uh wait wait there's five out let me see what this one says nice oh, idiot he spins ages on it doesn't he i know there's a good proportion of you that Follow Amy. Nick. So he's another weed head. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let me just um, get rid of that. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But um, there's been an update since then uh, that he's 
got not as many views this time. But he's still got 5,000. And he's still got over 200 likes for it. Um, promoting it still. And now, guess who's on, on, on to it? Third phase of the moon. Right, off the moon, I should say. Off moon, not moon. And sing with your own So this guy spends ages on it. A whole video on it. A whole video on update. And you can just read his caption here. Let's just reload that. Hasn't changed it. Update. Possible creatures captured on CC TV. So that's such a clickbait hidden, isn't it? Bayside Marketplace. And he's got truth for ufology. Well, we know that's not uh, true. <laughs> this is what it should read. Weed. Truth for weed heads. <laughs> Need a thinner pen. Uh, yeah, it's one thing it needs. It needs like a, a option to type. That would be really handy, wouldn't it? Weed, weedology. It should, should say a weedology. Weedology. That's what it should say, shouldn't it? <laughs> Truthful weedology. But yeah, just have a look. Um, let's see what he adds to it today. Members guaranteed. Um, and. Uh, Was it going back there? I wanted to go back here. Any sense? Now, what doesn't make sense is the police presence for four kids fighting. Jeanette, the angel of Goofon. No, it wasn't. A whole bunch of kids. So, again, it's just wrong information. So, let's uh, see if we can find. Any reference to black helicopters that is not a shield channel. Massive police presence, huge police response. Uh, was a giant Amian caught on camera. And apparently that's the video that they're now pushing out. Looks like he's using the same tool as me. <laughs> Let's just have a look at it. Uh, yeah, easier said than done with Twitter, isn't it? Uh, so, not sure what that is, but it's meant to be someone down here. That's the so-called alien. <laughs> Spud cam. Uh, and it's playing up with my magnifier now. Spud cam. So, yeah. Uh, garbage, isn't it? In fact, it looks like police spotlights on the figure here. Is it? Uh, let me just have a look. Why, why is the camera panning up? 
Yeah, it looks like the, the car headlights or spotlights on the roof illuminate in that area. So someone's managed to cherry pick that out there. So when I first had the comments up, um, as some of the people were saying they were there, um, some said, uh, I think a cop said that was him walking in front of the entrance. Uh, walking back and forth, which would make sense because you can see how close the cop cars were. Um, but then I think later the police said it wasn't a police officer, but it was just some person that was walking along uh, in that footage. Uh, I got here mentioned somewhere. There was this one here. Uh, police responds to 10-foot alien reports on New Year's Day. Now, was it New Year's? Because uh, this happened only like three days ago when it went rural. So, why does it take that long to go um, crazy on the internet? So, let's see. Still pretty crap images. Um, you'd think someone would have smartphones on the ground that there would be body cam. So I guess um, people would be going after the body cam footage, of, especially of these cars near the entrance there to prove that it was just a regular person. Uh, videos from an outdoor mall in Miami stoked bizarre claims that aliens had touched down in Florida police later re reacted to the rumors <laughs> just imagine how many uh, how much money was wasted answering this uh, from public phone calls and stuff right and it's like you know if there's something major that was going to happen they got to bother writing about idiots phoning them up, asking them about aliens at the mall when they should be doing their police duties, making sure they're protecting people from shooters. Days after Bizarre claims that aliens had touched down went viral on social media. Thanks also to Goof on doing that. Um, Miami police dismissed the rumor saying there were no aliens, UFOs or ETs. Well, what do you expect... Uh, them to say oh yeah we got an alien in custody and he's in handcuffs you can come and f talk to him if you want <laughs> it's just so stupid putting speculations to rest uh, police said no aliens no airports were closed no power outages uh, wrap up the year has gone by and gear up. Okay, that's, that looks like an ad there. The rumors began with the video surfaced on the internet that purportedly showed huge figure walking outside Bay's site marketplace. Uh, I don't know if I got a picture here of it, but um, yeah, I'm not sure if we got a zoom in of it. Let's have a quick look. Let's go through all the crap here. That was looking for the helicopters, wasn't it? That one. Yeah, no helicopters. All these grifters on Twitter talking about it. And they get quite a few views out of it. 
Mary, Mary. And there's another street high rise cam. It's pretty crappy, isn't it, though? <laughs> Must be really old cameras. Okay, that was one of the first ones that popped up, Jan the 2nd. So that was the first one that was originally in the list that I found. And there's the, the head end. And are they filming from the helicopter here or high rise? It could be a helicopter. Oh, yeah, it could be. Let's just play it. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a helicopter? There's a lot of cop cars. But I would expect um, if there's a whole group of people with guns running around the mall, like it's like a terror attack, you would expect every police car to go down there with their weapons to save people. Okay, so that quality is from a smartphone. <laughs> so I'm hanging out. Looks like a construction thing happening there. I don't know. That's weird. So this must be coming in from people's phones now. Well, how many cop cars would you say there was there? About 50? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. There's so many cop cars they can't get around. Was that emergency vehicles there as well? It looks like an ambulance, is it? Yeah, there's quite a lot of cars. That's ridiculous, really. <laughs> That's ridiculous though, isn't it? And was that the last one? Looks like it. So these are the ones that said to have helicopters mentioned and there's no pictures of helicopters, not one. So yeah, I'm calling bullshit on helicopters. Probably one police helicopter there with camera. The question is, how many helicopters have they got? <laughs> um, let's just uh, see if we can ask Microsoft Edge. Uh, what's this? Stupid Edge coming up. Uh, what's going on here? It's always something trying to take over with Microsoft, isn't there? Why is that not scrolling? Uh, oh, uh, police. I bet this doesn't doesn't know. 
because I asked it uh, when Dr. Lear was in Turkey last time and it said it didn't know. <laughs> so I had to go through all the videos and found one that actually had a time that he was visiting mentioned. So yeah, AI is not really good. How many police helicopters actually we'll just say that has my Amy got let's see how many they've got. Let's see if we can find out first. Uh, let's see. I found a website that lists the helicopters used by Dad Police Department. According to the website, has a fleet of helicopters that includes the foreign models. Yeah, that's not a number, is it? <laughs> What's the fleet? Uh, yeah, what is... How many in a fleet? Let's see if it... Uh, why is it not actually typing? Why is it not let me type? I don't know. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry, but I do not have that information. See, this is this is AI, and people are worried about AI. Uh, you ain't gonna find it from jet from this. We found one website, and it's cloud search, and it's gonna do it. Should be able to do it quicker than I can look up the information. So we got fleet. Let's see how many. How many uh, police helicopters present in the recent uh, Bayside event? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see, I probably typed in something wrong, did I? See, <laughs> see, even even that can search all those millions of pages and come up. Haven't got any information. <laughs> so yeah, that's the type of questions you need to ask. Uh, yeah, where did the black helicopters nonsense show up from? Hey, we tried to do some research on it at least. <laughs> Uh, Mike, yeah, I've got to go back to you. I believe it was just kids with fireworks uh, attacking people, no aliens. Yeah, I know, there was actually mention of weapons. Uh, at least two two people were fighting each other with weapons, knives probably. But uh, as you can see, it's the, the real information now has been lost because of these clowns. Promote not. Now it's really hard to find it without getting all the alien stuff and searches, right? Uh, what else did I have here? It might say here in this article here. Uh, I hadn't finished reading it. Rumors began when a video surfaced on the internet. I don't say which, who actually put it up. Um. A downtown Miami shopping center as dozens of police cruisers with flashing lights encircled it. 
Uh, I guess it would be a couple of dozen, wouldn't it? It looked like a lot of cop cars here. However, police claim that the blurry close-up footage which was recorded from multiple levels above is not at all unearthly. It's a shadow of a person walking. So, like I said, there was cop cars there. You could see the headlight spotlights on. And it was actually um, illuminating the person walking past. Whether it's another cop, um, we don't know. According to them, it's just a person, not a cop. If you look at the beginning of the clip, you can see the person at the bottom of the shadow. Uh, it's pretty crappy footage, though. <laughs> I don't know if they've got the best quality footage to what's on the net. They should really add a photograph in here, shouldn't they? Officer Michael Vega said in the statement that the New York Post reported, there if there was any creature, myself and other officers would have our handgun, rifle and shotgun out Why we hide behind the cars. Just like you see in the TV shows, I guess. On Monday night, over 60 police, so 16, that's up to 60 now. Uh, so that's the final count. Uh, vehicles descended upon the Bayside Marketplace in downtown Miami in order to break up a brawl between a group of teenagers who were reportedly burning, uh, hurling fireworks at each other in the open air shopping mall. Um, but then again, we saw in that video it sounded like um, people thought it sounded like gunfire. So was it just the crackers going off? Local station. TV reported that four juveniles were taken into custody in relation to the incident. According to the re arrests reports, the teenagers were causing panic and causing a riot inside the mall. Meanwhile, several people contacted 911 to report what they believe were gunshots, but they were actually loud fireworks. Okay. This led, I suppose they got enough security cameras around to actually know if that was true or not. This led to the arrival of dozens of police officers at two-story mall located at 41 Biscayne Bulliard. A heavy police appointment to address the case raised suspicions among the social media users. Uh, those who analyzed the footage of the Miami Mall, they never analyzed anything. <laughs> incident formed the theory that the alien creature was the true cause of the disruption. Of course they were, the shells. However, police later informed that the real reason behind their massive presence at the mall was in response to reports of over 50 juveniles, possibly armed with sticks, uh, were fighting in the mall. Well, there you go. So they got a police report. I suppose that would be on a call. Following the incident, some said on social media that the surrounding airports were closed, while others stated uh, they lost Wi-Fi or power. Miami police later verified that all these claims were false. Ten-foot alien creatures caught on camera fired at inside and outside the mall. Media silent cops are covering it up, <laughs> saying kids were fighting with fireworks. I wonder who put that out. Uh, let's see if we can actually... Let's see if we can find it on our Twitter. And not that one. Actually, we wanted a close-up of the alien. That's what we were looking for. Someone's bound to have it up by now. 
I'm pretty sure I had a picture of it. But with all the technical problems at the start of the show, uh, I sort of lost my flow a wee bit. Look at it, all the grifters on it. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> Grift, grift, grift. All the same, same things over and over again. Oh. Uh, it's still the same camera views going for. So there was only two there when I searched a few days ago, and now I got all this crap getting in the way. Uh, it's a bit of a shame, really, because if I can find out the original post, the guy put it up. I can't remember what his name was now. Uh, people underneath were actually telling the, the actual, uh, what their their uh, experience was and what it really was going on. And none of them said aliens. Um, one person said they saw a street for performer in costume uh, in the crowd's. Uh, possibly on stilts. Now, we probably won't be able to find that comment now, so... <laughs> Whether that's what uh, some people saw uh, as a possibility, but it sounds to me like a lot of it was just bullshit. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, try searching on that other thing. There you go, so he's the one that put it out. Flan artist test. Artist. Oh, this guy. Good Lion TV. Ah, there's only two posts. So this is what I got first of all when I searched that hidden uh, before all the uh, shills jumped onto it. So which one of these was first? Jan 6? Jan 5, so here's a, this is the guy that put this out. So who the hell is this guy to post crap? Goodline.tv uh, He's probably got a lot of followers, isn't he? 17,000 My next film Yeah, so he obviously put it out there to get traffic to his channel. There you go. So this is what these uh, social media people do though. They just make up a fake headline and stick it out there. And he's talking about black military choppers. Well, I suppose if it was like a, a, a terror report it's possible that military did a flyover just in case. But where's all the videos of it in that case? Air traffic stopped that night. Well, according to the police, that didn't happen, right? It's got to be this guy. It must be this guy that put it out there. Let's see what else we can find out. So this is how we can do research, who, who is the first one that sparked it all off, and why, obviously to get attention, 
I suppose that headline's everywhere now. And uh, we have to probably put it in quotes. Actually, Twitter actually did a better search job than uh, Google here. Let's see if that comes up. There you go, it doesn't find it. So it started out on um, with that guy on, on X and no results. And it's just broken up all the different words in that sentence instead and searching that instead. So there you go. So we can blame this guy. There's not even a um, ufologist to start that nonsense. Why, why is that not coming up? Are we still working? Ah, <laughs> oh, one life man. Haven't seen you around for a while. How's it going? I think uh, everything's stabilised now. It's kind of weird. I'm not sure what's going on. I hope it doesn't come up again. It's really off-putting when you get problems like that. Uh, so yeah, not in search. Um, uh, yeah, that's the next bit that I was going to look at. So what was that guy? What a scumbag! Anyway, um, let's see if we can find some pictures because it looks like it's all on this. Let's see what the latest pictures of the aliens. Uh, alien by Amy. Let's just try a couple of keywords. And there's the first one, is it? Extra what? TikTok, Flying Man in Miami. Is that one of those um, kites? Um, yeah, what's happening to my mouse? Let me just fix it up. Is it working now? Yay, it's working again. Hang on, well, let's have a look at this garbage. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> There's a garbage. Uh, what is it? Someone's mucking around with CGI. Yep. No closer or 10 foot aliens yet. Alright, there we got the blurry image one. There it is. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, This sun being reflected by the police cop headlights. You know, if there was an alien walking around and all those smartphones, uh, you'd expect something to come out off it. 
If there really were aliens or maybe security cameras wouldn't have caught the footage. Wouldn't have? Bystanders would have, yeah, that's what I was saying. Eyewitnesses counts. Well, I wouldn't say security cameras wouldn't have picked it up because if there's like static, right, they're going to, they're going to, it's going to walk past it. So where's all the close-up images? Another one. Yeah, that's stupid, isn't it? Um, that's all we got. Ten foot. I wonder who came up with ten foot because I originally heard it was eight foot, and then it got changed to ten foot. Yeah, so yeah, we can't even look at the old one, old comments on that one. Anyway, um, I think Goofon might have a new update from third phase of the crap. I did actually have a picture there somewhere. Um, let me just have a look. Maybe it was on here. I suppose I've got to skim it quickly here. I'm going to spend too long on it. I zoomed in on one of the TikTok videos so you can see the grey alien walking. So they're taking that from somewhere. That's it. <laughs> That's all we got. Uh, what was the search I did on that? Uh, let's just try Google. It would have 10 foot alien. Miami. Let's go to images. Let's see, would have cached it all by now. Okay, we've got a black man here. Claimed to be a witness. I'm calling bullshit. Oh no, Corbell's onto it. Looks like it. Um, yeah, so where's everybody's enhancements? That's it, is it? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Everybody's talking about aliens, but no one's actually got a picture of it. Uh, UFO people are just idiots. They really are. 99% of them are idiots. That's it. It's just a waste of time. So let's see what third phase of fake have put up here. And just wrap it up on it. And how do you say what do you be there, girly? Welcome to oh, the show. Idiot. Okay, let's just carry Something. on. We got videos, uh, pictures that just came in that we're going to look at. Apparently, it's it, the alien. Stupid person. Uh, we're going to talk about this. And we got an eyewitness involved, too, as well. That was there. Yeah, we just saw it, the black man. There on the scene. A lot of stuff tonight. Yeah, we're going to be looking at some cryptids. So, uh, millions of people and only one black man is a witness to it. This kind of reminds me of the Nevada alien situation where there, there was a family with... Do you really think so, Brent? Aliens in the backyard. I'm not exactly sure. But oh, Blake. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like Look Blake at that! One. 
I'm just Ooh. pointing out. I know you can see it. They, there's this one shot, and I counted uh, 40 cop cars in one seat. No, we just Google it like you should have done it. 60, mate. 60. Remember what the witness said. He said it, it looked solid as a shadow, but then it was like disappearing and reappearing closer. Kind of like that movie, uh, what is it, Lights Out? You know, every time you turn the light on, the, the witch disappears. So instead of this guy actually saying it's a load of garbage and debunking it, he's actually trying to get his new subs to keep watching him by just playing along, just like third face put out there, right? Claiming that, oh, the witness saw someone in cloak and technology. Or the, the, the ghost, the entity, and then she turns the light off and it's right, right there in front of her. If that's what's happening and these beings have some sort of cloaking device, this sounds so silly, but this is, I mean, what is it? Is that a person? I mean, we would see people clearly. Uh, so yeah, he's, uh, fraud. <laughs> Let me just see if it's working. Yeah. Fake, fake news is what this guy is. Fake news for ufology. looking like you and I. It wouldn't look like this. So I question, are we looking at, like the witness stated, it changing? And it, it, it's kind of looking like he said. What an idiot. ...from this, and what I would really like to know is... Oh no, they got the dumb girl on. The accounts from the people that were there on the scene, I mean, from what I... Can you actually make it out as a person? Heard, it seems everyone was scared and they were running. Um, I heard a lot about you know people fighting with sticks. I don't know what that's about, but you know it seems. Oh well, she did a Google search. Very similar to me to the story in Vegas with the eight foot tall grays. Yeah, boring, but yeah, looks like a normal person walking along there, the doesn't backyard it? Backyard there that came out, you know, in July or whatever that was. So, um, kind of interesting. So he's saying it's some person in a bath towel. Uh, you know, those, um, things you wrap around yourself. I mean, this is definitely something that Which is absolutely crap. It's just and a look blurry, overexposed video. It'll come up. People look like, yeah, you can easily tell people, but that well, it definitely seems is that weird. Major media wants to pick up on stories I don't understand. Could be, could be a person. Day. So I'm not, uh, jump. I think that's the person here. You can see the black. You see the head, and I think that might be a spotlight it on them. It could be a person in a costume. Could be the lack of lighting that's giving us this pixelated uh, morph. That looks like a light, like a torchlight on it, or a spotlight on it. And it doesn't look very really big, does it? Um, surfing type of view. You fancy name wasting, it. wasting time it, looking at that crap, eh? <laughs> it's just, just stupid. Have we got something? Oh, there. He's got another picture up. Okay. It'll be us or the aliens showing themselves. Maybe this is. 
So what's this one here? Uh, this is a new one that's come out, isn't it? I did actually have a link to it, but where does it disappear to? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The beginning stage. Maybe this is how we get... I mean, come on. Look at... Go back in one year. So where's he playing it? There. Hey, here we go. It's just adding a lot of garbage talk to it. Yeah, okay, let's have a look. The news, right, Dr. J? Third phase yeah. of the moon. So what the hell was that? Well, it's not that I officially broke it. Oh, Dr. J Radio, the guy that put a strike on me for criticizing him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so trust Dr. J Radio to come into this. I just heard from another small video about some incident that happened in Miami, specifically Typically at Bayside Marketplace, and what the story was is one person was essentially saying that he saw what he thought was a street performer. You know, somebody that was <laughs> yeah taller than everybody else and had white. Maybe because it was a street performer. Skin with big black almond eyes, and that person oh. said that. Uh, people around a big black armor noise. To notice it. But then, as he started to Did he have a stormtrooper helmet on, perhaps? Go through his motions in his head, like, is this a street performer? Is this a guy, a tall guy? Oh, that guy's useless. Do that right now, for sure. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Doctor. Okay, so Dr. J Radio should be fined a million dollars for wasting police time phoning them up about this nonsense, right? Dr. J, thank you, thank you. Uh, so what the hell is that meant to be? Motion blurred person walking along? That's probably the worst. Uh, that's a typical for security cameras, isn't it? Something moving really fast in front of the camera. It'll be a person, but somehow they've managed to cherry pick something here of a person. It looks like a, a crazy shaped uh, alien from Star Wars, you know. Uh, that looks like a normal hand that's swinging. Uh, yeah. I'll probably have to try and simulate that on my cameras for you. <laughs> but, um, yeah. A, a, a alien also looks like he's got no clothes on. So we got, they didn't say a nude alien walking around. <laughs> Hi, I'm an investigative reporter calling from Cousins Brothers Productions, and I'm calling to ask you about the incident that happened at the uh, Bayside Marketplace on uh, Monday. Yeah. Was you... it? So, isn't that just wasting um, taxpayers' resources by that guy phoning up? He should be billed. He should get a fine for that. Reach the front desk at Central Station. Uh -huh. uh, the city's already released. Um, Deflection. Look at this idiot. You can't you can't tell me he's not high. Social media and our public relations office mm -hmm. is not presently open. There's no information other than what's publicly available that I can give you. Gotcha. Yeah, you could you could just put in Google, mate. You could have got up Google and used AI. Everyone's talking about AI being so great. Um but you're saying the the public relations is closed. Is it possible I can call them when they're open and ask me? 
Unbelievable garbage, isn't it? Um, what they've seen. I've seen no less than seven different people already who have come forward saying they each saw the extraterrestrials themselves. Oh, seven people, <laughs> seven grifters. Anyway, enough on that bullshit. And he does a whole show on it. Um, just garbage. Oh, is this the guy? Don't hey. ask no questions. We just gonna follow the crowd. Next thing you know, you know, <laughs> real like gunshots start going off. So you know what I'm saying? Like we. Okay, so we know that it's firecrackers. So that that's a lie. He's still going on about it, is he? He must be. Is there a connection between... Oh, right. Okay, so he's finally finished. Anyway, we're finished with it too. <laughs> uh, why didn't it close? We've got to move on. Um, yeah, there was another part here on this video which I want to address too. I'll just minimize that back down. Uh, we've got a few comments here. That's a lot of cups. Yeah, especially when um, they're now high alert on anyone that's shooting guns, right? Or sounds like guns. Now, if someone was letting off fireworks and someone phoned up the police here and said there's a shooter, uh, we probably wouldn't have that many cops because we don't have that many, but we have a special unit called armed defenders that uh, have all the assault weapons and stuff and they'll probably have like 10 to 20 cars um, in the city here probably and they'll seal off the area and then close in onto the, the street in question which is uh, what you'd expect them to be doing in America too. Uh, the worst CGI I have seen in a while. <laughs> oh yeah, the flying thing. Yeah, it looked like something from a computer game, and it was uh, and blurred at the same time, <laughs> like something from Spider-Man uh, computer game, probably. Uh, be careful of. You got the best evidence. Share it right away. If you don't, you will be gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Watch this before it's deleted off YouTube. Well, they already tried to do disrupt my uh, live stream. <laughs> Whoever who's behind it, Microsoft or Google himself. Uh, who knows, it could be some sort of equipment failure going on too, but uh, yeah. Uh, why wouldn't it go down? <laughs> uh, they say good covering secrets, I'm impressed. <laughs> anyway, on to the next bit. I think we can put the rest. Alright, uh... Seems to be gone, gone back to there, but not, that's not where I had it, I don't think. Let me just reload it in again. And there's stuffed up. Um, 
I think it was a UFO video or something. So why is that doing that now? It's because they're trying to control ads, right? And we don't want ads. Let's just try again. Google, you What's knobs. going on at Skinwalker? Did ATIP study that? And I know you don't like to espouse, but what do you what do you think? I don't is going think on that, I don't think that's what I wanted. Uh, let me just see if I can find it again. Maybe it was here somewhere. Um, yeah, this one here. This one meant to be an alien walking outside the person's house. House. So Lauren checks her outside security. Yeah, this idiot's paused it, unfortunately. And he's got his mouth going. Security cameras and sees something that chills her to her core. Oh shit, I had the mute button on? I was saying. He's a drone guy. Saying there's an alien in the front yard that she didn't even notice. by something that is going on out. Okay, so we'll just keep watching it and then we'll see if you guys can work out what it is and then I'll just go over it. Outside the house. So Lauren checks her outside. Right here, I said. You'll see this moving, but because the brick is in the. Okay, this guy's meant to be an expert, right? So, what gets in front of security cameras should be the clue here. And uh, they dangle on webs. <laughs> Wait, it blocks her line of sight. See? She can't see. Yeah, so he's, he's actually going with this idea that she can't see it, but um, that's because it's not there. It's because it's a spider dangling on a piece of web in front of the camera here see it moving but the video and we also got a bright light source here that's going to illuminate it video we're about to see shows across the street i think so watch this <laughs> you know comment tell me what you think security cameras and sees something that that sounds louder than normal is it too loud or um, let me just check that out. Chills her to her core. It is pretty loud. He must have amped it up his end. Alright, here's the video that shows it up better. Here we go again. Aliens in the backyard. That's cool though. Whatever it is. A so he's he's promoting this as aliens now. Remember he used to do debunks and he used to call out and there was a woman that used to put up his uh, front door cam videos in Vegas. I can't remember what she was called now. Uh All Things Vegas or something. Something like that. And uh he kept har harassing her everywhere she went. She went on so, uh, and he was a mod there and he banned her and all that sort of stuff and he caused her a lot of stress. But she was putting up all these videos, had no clue, uh, either had no clue what she was doing or she was shilling, but um, she had pictures of planes flying past, uh, helicopters flying past, bugs flying past, 
and he used to hound her to death. Well, this is exactly the same as one of her videos, and yet he, now he's saying it's it's a ghost or alien, alien in this case. Scary. I wouldn't like that. If I was that person, I'd be a little bit upset. If you're that person, you can even see the web if you closely look. You can see that it's on an angle as it's moving. That would piss me off. That's a pretty bad video, though. You don't think but it would be scary, but let me tell you, if you're by yourself... Someone or something, give me... Oh, here we go, look. Now, you know it's going to be a spider on the end of a web. I'm quickly pacing, or maybe even running, back and forth along the tree line. Did you see it? Or... Look at this. See it swinging? See it swinging, guys? Did you see it? Yeah. What do you see? Three different ones. I know it's No, 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 that's camera artifact because <laughs> of the motion <laughs> in the IR uh, switching. Is it color IR? I don't know. We have to look at. They haven't given us any information on what camera it Isolation. is. But that's like the Miami creature. The guy said there was like two or. Ah, there you go. Look, shilling. He's shilling the Miami stuff still three shadows right and and he kept saying them them maybe that's what when it's a spider on a piece of web what an asshole we're seeing here here runs back here. holy crap maybe just maybe the uh, creature at bayside in miami was a demon what an asshole <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not sure if we can get a better quality image. Is, is he going to put it Ma! up on full screen? Ma, get him to a mental hospital. So, yeah, that was it, guys. That was the best we had. So, it's just like my old security ones that I had up here in shorts. Uh, with the, the, the ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost spider. Right, it's just exactly the same. Alright, ooh, ooh, ooh. I should send it on to Goofon. He can shield the hell out of it. Uh, so, yeah, that's one of them. Plus, is that one a couple of weeks earlier. Uh, these spiders seem to go inside the house. <laughs> and this one here, this is exactly what she caught on her camera. Like this, right? So for mine's a wee bit better quality than her door camera, clearly. And you can see the line. Alright. That's all it is. Debunked. <laughs> and yet all these shields are putting up these videos on it. Uh, it's really sad. Um, and that's what we want to do on that one. So yeah, giving him a down vote because it's just garbage. I think he's blocked my comments now. But he should know. He should be like an expert with cameras and uh, especially security cameras. He should know straight away that's insect on a piece of web. But it's a, le a less quality than my ones, so it looks even more wee bit suspect, right? Uh, this is the other bullshit that's going around. 
Dunning's got a new UFO movie out, you know, Brian Dunning, Dunning, that was the criminal that never come clean on it. He kept blaming that uh, eBay inside, uh, workers inside staff were actually aiding and abetting him to be a criminal to defraud uh, Philip commissions from people that uh, by um, stealing their affiliate commissions by sticking a cookie from his website over top of theirs. <laughs> but anyway, um, he made $5 million out of it and he only had to pay 400000 back because that's all they could prove beyond doubt that was the time period when they first uh, started monitoring it. So he got away with lots of millions of dollars. Uh, and which could fund his uh, skeptoid uh, UFO website and this movie and everything else since then. And he's a friend with Mick West. And Mick West defends him. So, yeah, he's put out a movie there and you got shills that are promoting it, like uh, Steve Cambion saying it's a great movie when it's, it's full of errors. So, yeah, I just want to bring that up. Um, I'm disgusted by it, but uh, maybe one day I might debunk it, go through his claims in the video, and uh, yeah, so let's move on to the gravity stuff. So this is an interesting one to test out, so let's move into the real stuff now. <laughs> um, why is, what's, is it clipped? Looks like it's too hard itch here. What's going on here? It's full screen, isn't it? Yeah, so. Seems like the alignment's really, really off on this one. Anyway, uh, here's a question we're going to test out your science minds. If a rubber ball and a wooden ball and a steel ball are released simultaneously in a vacuum from the same height, which one of these would hit the ground first? Now, I've got a picture here. So, a steel ball should be the heaviest, right? Uh, heaviest mass. Rubber ball, possibly the lightest one. And the wooden ball would be the next heaviest one. So most people would say, think, thinking about that, that the steel ball should hit the ground first. Alright. And you might have seen the experiment done on the moon with the feather and the hammer. Actually, we should probably find it. So the answer questions here uh, is, which one hits the ground first? The rubber ball? The steel ball, the wooden ball, all three balls will hit the ground at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyone want to have a guess on the site? Uh... So, if you drop it on Earth, if you get a steel ball and a, say, a tennis ball, if you dropped them, which one would you think would fall first? In, inside your bedroom, say, or whatever. 
it'd be a good test to do, wouldn't it? To actually film it and uh, see what happens. But you've got air resistance, right? Um, so if it's a fluffy ball, we'd expect air resistance to react on that. If it's a steel ball, we expect it to slide through the air better. So you'd have to, that's why you've got to put it into a vacuum. So gravity acts on all atoms the same way. Like, um, has the same pull on all the atoms. So the steel ball will actually drop at the same rate as the tennis ball in a vacuum. And they both will hit the ground at the same time. Same as you drop a hammer and a feather, right? And uh, the correct option is D. All three balls will hit the ground. All the objects will fall with the same speed because there is no air resistance in the vacuum. And the gravitational force acts the same on all objects, hence the vacuum. The time required to hit the ground depends on the acceleration of the object, which in this case, in vacuum, is G, 1G, <laughs> 1 gravity. So it doesn't matter. They, they use G because it could be done on any planet, right? Um, or moon or other object. Uh, it's the same for all three objects, hence all three balls will fall. So that's what should happen. And air resistance, uh, who knows? It's not going to be like that though. I would have said uh, the wooden one would be ahead of this one here, I'd say that one would be slightly there. So yeah, just getting your mind into the gravity thing. Uh, let's see if we can search the NASA experiment. Oh, a feather. Hammer drop. So this is the stuff we got to counteract, create uh, levitation, right? We got to somehow neutralize the gravity pull uh, towards the heavier uh, gravity. So everything's meant to have gravity, you know, uh, even a ball will have gravity, right? But the pull of the earth um, is gravity is higher, so it pulls down those objects. So all atoms have gravity, right? Uh, let's see, have we got the space experiment? Hammer feather drop. Looks like they colorized that one, have they? Okay, that one's sort of looks like it's color, and that one there looks like it's black and white. All right, so this uh, really washed out, so the other one's been enhanced. So which one's safe to play? <laughs> well, we'll just try this one. Uh, Jim, we copied a both solar wind and penetrometer drum in the ETB. There you go. Not quite yet. I haven't put the solar wind in yet, but I will shortly. I want to watch this. Okay, so this is on a stage, right? <laughs> uh, it can't be in a vacuum. Then this just shouldn't. This should disprove it, which it doesn't. So it's another case that NASA was definitely on the moon. Yeah, I've got the Beautiful picture, Dave. 
and it's longer than the 20 second, 25, 30 second drop that we'd get in a airplane, uh, as you can see. A zero G playing on me. I have a, a feather in my right hand, a hammer. And I guess one of the reasons uh, we got here today was because of a gentleman named Galileo a long time ago who made a rather significant discovery about falling objects in gravity fields. And we thought that uh, where would be a better place to confirm his uh, findings than on the moon. And uh, so we thought we'd try it here for you. Uh, the feather happens to be appropriately a falcon feather for our Falcon, and I'll uh, drop the two of them here, and hopefully they'll hit the ground at the same time. How about that? I think, I think the feather hit the ground first. <laughs> yeah, let's let's have a close up of that. All right, I did hit. Feather hit. to be appropriately a Falcon feather. Yeah, does it hit the ground at the same time, guys? Because the ground doesn't look perfectly level there, I don't know. And I'll uh, drop the two of them here and hopefully they'll hit the ground at the same time. It's a pretty crap video, isn't it? Yeah, we got the motion blue hammering. Look like look like it was almost the same. <laughs> Bit hard to tell though, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, there you go. Um, kind of looks like, you know, the first thing they should have done is put a, a level there, probably. <laughs> Proved it was actually absolutely flat where they're dropping it. But anyway, that's the best footage we got. Uh, I wonder if there's any other videos. Um, gravity ball drop. Let's see. Is there any other videos? A moment of silence. So, well, I suppose we could do that one, but it's uh, PBS and it'll probably be copyright. Uh, the fastest fallen ball on Earth. That sounds interesting. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we just want a normal test done. The world's biggest vacuum. Alright, he's gonna he's gonna simulate the feather and the ball, I betcha. BBC is bound to be copyrighted. Uh unfortunate. One kilometer ball drop on solar system bodies. Gravity ball drop. Under gravity. Well, it looks like there's some videos here. Brian Cox one probably would be the one that replicates. So let's have a look. I'll take a chance. Yeah, what's that? A feather or? BBC. Not the best thing. The strongest material. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. But at the same time, to see which fell fastest so they're going to do it in, in a non-vacuum and then a vacuum probably not 
There's a lot of feathers there. Oh, the dramatic music. BBC and on heads. There we go. Alright, as you expect, he's in there without the vacuum and the ball hits the ground. First, and the feathers come down slowly as we expect. <laughs> Alright, so he did actually do a base control. Okay, on to the next bit where they suck out the air. Oh, exciting. Oh, they've got a little diddly music now. Oh. There we go. I finally stopped it. Started it. Uh, where's the ball? Oh, they got it in slow motion. Where's the ball? That's ridiculous. Was that the test run about the vacuum? Okay, or what? Alright, they got a close up of it falling down. They look like that's pretty close together there. When do they start it? Where's the ball? Alright, ah, it's hidden in the feathers. <laughs> there it is, it's just popped out the feathers, so it's, it's falling at the same time. There we go. In fact, I think the feathers are winning. <laughs> the, uh, the feathers are winning. Uh, that's because they had him dangling down though, wasn't it? Um, so it's not a really good one, really, is it? Not really good for comparison, really. Uh, they needed another object. They should have had a tennis ball or something. That's why the feathers won. <laughs> And it looked like it had a, a string on it, so people are not going to believe it, are they? It looked like there was a string on it there, look. Yeah, but it's, it then folds over, so yeah. But still people are going to be suspect of that one. I've probably got a copyright claim on it already. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's worth having a watch of it, I guess. Anyway, I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, just to kick it off again before we go back onto this guy doing the gravity research. And yeah, I'll add in my bits at the end about uh, the terahertz. Alright, where did we where was it? Way at the beginning here, at this guy. So where did we get to on it? Colorado AI AA peer review. This guy was working for Boeing at the time. Anti-gravity with present technology implementation and theoretical uh, foundation by Frederick Alzafon. This paper describes a process um, that's talked about in this book, 
uh, Dynamic Nuclear Orientation by C.D. Jeffries, which um, shows you many different ways of actually... So his theory is that um, gravity is to do with the spinning of the atom, if I remember right what we heard at the beginning here. And he's saying that some other peer review paper also talks about it. Um, but the problem is that there's only one peer review paper, so where's all the other peer reviews of it? Uh, anyone here on tilt since the crash? I don't know if it's working up there or not. Uh, we got someone there. I just want to check this before we can. It looks like a booger smashed on a slide. All right, so that was a current one, is it? Is that an eyeball? So we have got some people up here. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we had. I don't think it's going to save the video at the end on Pearl, but we'll see. All that happened in front of a. What was the mate? Monument. Uh, I think they got a, it's like a fairground, is he talking about the Bayside thing? I think there's a, uh, like a fairground there, and they have like, uh, big displays and things there that's lit up. I think that's what you're talking about. But yeah, I didn't really want to <laughs> go back on that topic. But I think there are some, um, statues there on Bayside. Let me just do a quick search, just to go back on that. Bayside any uh, statue? I don't know. I'll uh, just try that. They've got various statues there, haven't they? They've got lots of statues. Uh, let's see. Um, well. I think they had summit on top. I suppose you could look on Google Earth actually. Um, maybe not statue is the word. Yeah, look what comes up. <laughs> Kind of remember seeing. Oh, I don't want maps either. But there it is, there anyway. We could have a look around, but yeah, I don't want to waste any more time on that one. Uh, images, images. Okay, what was lit up at the top? That's a good question. Uh, I wish I saw it earlier. I don't think uh, Pilled was working. Uh, they got all these tall things here. Uh, I believe there's a little fairground here somewhere. Certainly lit up.
yeah. Oh, this figure in there. They say marketplace. Maybe I should put marketplace in. So could it be something related to that? Don't know. Is there something on top there? I need a close-up, I suppose. And there's another top-down view of it there. Not really clear photograph at all, is it? <laughs> I suspect we won't hear the last for it for a couple of weeks yet, though. Now, uh, that one actually rocks side by side. That makes it a bit more scary, does it? Palm trees there. Uh, could they be lit up? That looks maybe maybe that's what you're seeing. This palm tree in the middle lit up. There's big palm trees all around. No, it had to be something else, didn't it? Why can't I find it now? I thought there was a big statue they had there. Uh, let's try um, Marketplace. Uh, uh, is it a single word? Looks like there is something on top there, though. But that's not the entrance, though, is it? Anyway, uh, these guys can maybe search it up and post a link in the side chat, and then we'll relook at it. Maybe someone else can have a look. Pretty sure I saw a statue, a fairly big one there. Let's try alien just in case. Yeah, no, it's not coming up. No. Uh, what's that there? Uh, they got some sort of tower thing next door. The looks of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure I did actually get a picture of it once. But, uh, yeah, I can't answer that one. But I have to look on Street View and have a look around. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to this gravity stuff. So this guy's talking about peer reviews. And I actually did actually see... Um, some articles on peer view, review here. Where they're actually analysing it. 
Let's uh, see. That's back in 2006. Peer review, a flawed process at the heart of science and journals. It's a bit of a scary heading, isn't it? Because everybody relies on peer reviews. Peer review is the heart of the process, method by which grants are allocated, papers published, academics promoted, and Nobel Prizes won. Yet it's hard to define. It has until recently been unstudied and it defects, defects are easy to identify. Um, then it's attributes, yet it shows no sign of going away. Famously, it is compared with Democrats, <laughs> democratic system, democrat system of problems, but the least worse we have. Uh, when something is peer viewed, it is in some sense blessed. Even journalists recognise this. When the BMJ published a highly controversial paper that argued that a new disease, female sexual dysfunction, was in some ways being created by farmy companies, a friend who is a journalist was very excited, not least because reporting it gave him a chance to get um, probably got too zoomed in too much here. Uh, in front of Financial Times, but the news editor wanted to know what's the paper peer reviewed. Uh, the implication was that if it had been, had been, it was good enough for the front page, and if it had not been, it was not. Well, had it been, I had read it much more carefully than I read many papers and had asked the author who happened to be a journalist to revise the paper and produce more evidence but this was not peer review even though i was a peer of the author and had reviewed the paper or was it i told my friend that it had not been peer reviewed but it was too late to pull the story from the front so what is he saying here because other people read it and peer reviewed it it wasn't actually peer-reviewed. I had read it much more carefully than I read many papers and had asked the author, who happened to be a journalist, to revise the paper and produce more evidence, but this was not peer-reviewed. <laughs> so he asked someone to read it and then verify stuff in it and add more to it. Uh, what is peer review? My point is that peer review is impossible to define in operational terms and operational definition is one web if 50. So this is how media uh, lies, obviously. They, 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 they write an article with what they claim to be facts uh, about Russia Gate and all that sort of stuff and they give it to someone else to read it and peer review it <laughs> and then that's good enough to go in the front of the paper or the cable news right we have about 50 of us looked at the same process we could all agree most of the time whether or not it was peer review peer review is thus like poetry, love or justice, but it's something to do with a great application or paper being 
scrutinised by third party, who is neither the author nor the person making a judgment on whether a grant should be given or a paper published, but who is a peer, somebody that's doing exactly the same kind of research, in which case he or she is probably a direct competitor, uh, someone in the same discipline, somebody who is an expert on methodology and what is review, somebody saying that the paper looks all right to me. <laughs> exactly, isn't it? Uh, which is sadly what peer review sometimes seems to be, or somebody pouring over the paper asking for raw data, repeating analysis, checking all the references and making detailed suggestions for improvements. Such a review is vanishingly rare. What is clear is that the forms of peer review are protein, probably the system of every journal and every grant given body are different in at least some detail and some systems are very different. There may even be some journals using the following classic system that editor looks at the title of the paper, sends it to two friends who the editor thinks know something about the subject. If both advise publication, the editor sends it to the printers. So yeah, so he's saying it's flawed here because um, we what we want is uh, scientific peer review. So where they're going to check out the calculations and uh, the equations and see if there was any mistakes. That's a uh, proper peer review, right? So when that guy's talking about peer review paper um, and there's only one person, uh, is it good enough? Uh, probably not. And I, I heard that some journals, journals, or what do you call it, uh, peer review systems, are a wee bit dodgy too. Uh, I was trying to find out some of the ones that people used to get their paper peer reviewed um, when it's not really a solid peer review and this is what the problems he's saying here is that uh, who's doing the peer reviews makes a difference uh, so yeah it's quite a good article here and what he's talking about the defects of peer review so we have little evidence on the effectiveness of peer reviews but we have considerable evidence on its defects in addition to being poor at detecting gross defects uh, and almost useless for detecting fraud, it is slow, expensive, profiliate of academic time and highly subjective, something of a lottery prone to bias and easily abused. Yeah, um, I can see what he's saying. Slow, expensive inconsistent and he's pointing out an example uh, bias yeah so that's another thing so another biased scientist is going to agree with the paper right so you need someone that's completely outside of their field to peer review it so another science that scientist doing the same thing 
there's not really good enough peer review. Um, abuse of peer review. Yep. Uh, how to? So I know there's companies out there that people will place this. Uh, I remember there was a thing about the Bigfoot lady. Uh, what's her name? Kushin uh, or whatever his name, her name was. That did the DNA and she sent it for peer review. And um, the place was said to be not a really good place to get it peer review. So let's see if we can find out any information on that just in case. Uh, peer review flawed. Let's see what comes up on that. Bigfoot is part human, DNA study claims. Uh, Nature Journal, Bigfoot and Sasquatch samples. Uh, I wonder what we could do for a search on it then. Oh, uh, that's a name, Kitchum, Kitchum. Bigfoot DNA because no peer review scientist would accept it. Okay, let's just have a read of that one. And that's a side topic to what that guy has been interviewed about. Claiming peer review, it's got to be true. A team of researchers led by Dr. Ketchum, a Texas veterinarian, claimed to have not only conclusively proven the existence of Bigfoot through genetic testing, but also that the mysterious monster is half-human hybrid. There is, so that sort of, you know, if it's half-human, right, that, that sort of brings in a lot of potential errors, right, with cross-contamination. As soon as I read, it's got human. Uh, how can you really be sure that it hasn't been contaminated? The sort of making with modern human females. The result of mating with modern human females about 15,000 years ago. That was in 2012. Now, there was stories, and we're getting on to Bigfoot now from gravity. <laughs> but there was stories of Bigfoot raiding Indian camps and running off with the females. <laughs> so... Um, I think that comes back to the old Indian stories, whether it's uh, folklore, who knows. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that was in 2012. She's back at it with GoFundMe page reason research funding for genetic research samples include Bigfoot, Dogman, Giants. Object is to prove related and origins of species. The fundraiser is to complete the study. Hey Jasper, I'll see you there. I'll catch up on the side comments in a minute. Massive amounts of data have already been obtained. Donors will be kept abreast of progress. Blah, blah, blah. On April, she raised nearly 23,000. That's nothing, really. A UFO grifter probably does it in, the, in a day. <laughs> yeah, especially if they're big. Uh... A bit of security, which things have disappeared. Maybe I've broken the camel's back there and security has given up 
promoting his uh, bullshit and fakes finally and saved ufology in the process and what now we got all the other grifters to get rid of and then we might get back to a real serious topic again uh yes yeah, so where is they talking about dna uh peer review Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't see it there. Joss Gates has mentioned here. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did collect some. They did a Bigfoot uh, show, didn't they? And they collected some hairs, and he gave it into her. Uh, results submitted to an undisclosed journal in late 2010. So the journal is the one that does the peer review. Since PVU takes several months, Ketchum kept if, if, uh, a life for those who followed the progress. The data is amazing and beautiful. Um, Ketchum had been partly to a suit for patent infringement that required her lab to stop using certain tests now people would say that's conspiracy and uh, the government trying to interfere or or fbi or someone trying to stop your research in it <laughs> dni diagnosis was not in good standing with the better business bureau having received a f rating due to complaints Issues regarding taxes and lost contracts were also rumoured. Uh, in October 2012, the building that housed the lab in Texas was assumed to be closed and advertised for rent. Kitchen failed to appear in person at two Bigfoot theme conferences at which she was scheduled to speak. I didn't know all this went down. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, we never know what we're going to find when I do my searches. She mentions that she felt threatened and was shocked at the negative response she had received from some members of the Bigfoot research community who had grown impatient with continual promises of evidence. Some began to accuse her of perpetrating and hoax in a curious disclosure to her followers, Kitchen declared that she had actually seen the Bigfoot creatures herself and observed that they were peaceful and gentle. Uh, Would she observe it? Yeah, so that's another story, you know. <laughs> we need more information on that one. In April of 2012, she made public a photo of an array of sticks in the forest that she said she took with her mobile phone, suggesting that it was made by the creatures. So we've seen that recently on a new show called Expedition Bigfoot. The picture of the blurry sticks did not go over well with the Bigfoot community. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you don't know if humans did it, right? This, this is the whole problem with the Bigfoot stuff. Uh, many supporters abandoned hope. But yeah, we're trying to find out about the peer review process. 
Alright, what's this one? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of rain. I didn't expect this. <laughs> I'll post a link to this, even though I found it. You can go through it. You want to miscon misconduct findings in June 2021. Dr. Kitchen was accused by Harris County Public Defender's Office of professional misconduct related to forensic analysis and a criminal trial. Kitchen committed. Misconduct while she testified about the forensic analysis of canine DNA while knowing her laboratory was not accredited under Texas law. The complaint also alleges Kitchen presented incomplete and misleading testimony, testimony, testimony <laughs> regarding the DNA analysis in the case by Fallon to explain the limitation of her opinion. It's getting complicated, isn't it? The commission finds the testimony in Ketchum in the trial was incomplete and posed a substantial risk of misleading the trier of fact. The commission also finds Ketchum was aware of and consciously disregarded the accepted standard of practice as set forth in the peer review article, article she co-authored. So that sounds like there's a problem with peer review there. <laughs> Kitchen's testimony constituted professional misconduct because she was aware of and con consciously disregarded an accepted standard of practice. The kitchen testimony in the trial was separate from her Bigfoot research. They are closely related. For example, her analysis in both cases involved misidentification of mitochondrial sequencing of non-human hairs, overstating the certainty of her conclusions, and disregarding accepted standards of practice in her field, her expert testimony misconduct is in some way more serious than that of her Bigfoot research as it occurred in a context of a criminal trial and have contributed to an innocent person being wrongly convicted or guilty person going free. So, uh really interesting but this shows you can't trust peer review right there right uh, peer review of Bigfoot so we'll get back onto the gravity stuff <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, it's funny how we don't hear about that on all these uh, Grifton uh, channels out there on Bigfoot. No one actually, well, we've never seen it on any documentaries. Um, previously, we talked about Kitchen's results, DNA proven Bigfoot. Well, this is new developments, you know, you don't hear updates like that. We well, do it on my channel anyway. <laughs> so, next time we hear about here, uh, you're going to have to have questions, right? Okay, so where did we get to the comments here? <laughs> We've got Dr. App. 
Uh, I think we lost uh, Michael King. Uh, I suppose it's late. He's got to go to work in the morning. Uh, Dr. App, uh, Hapel, Michael, yeah. Uh, actually, I can't read that one now. I've clicked on it. <laughs> Just back from. Oh, hang on. What's that say there? Go away, stupid pop up. How can I get rid of pop ups? Uh, hey, all just back from making some toast and cheese. Oh, well, maybe he isn't working. <laughs> so that's one to Mike. Okay, good to have you back. Uh, who is media? Media, mainstream media, CNN, people like that. Uh, you can add in the UK rags as well. They're meant to be media, but they're trash. Uh, the Guardian, uh, New York Times, blah, blah, blah. Media is just a general term, isn't it? Um, Jesus Christ saves, does he? <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. What does he save? Does he save up for Christmas? <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> no, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I just read that. <laughs> oh, off work next week. Ah, so I'd expect you to show up if I do more live shows then. <laughs> anyway, I'll just say hi there. Um, or welcome here to discuss these topics. Bigfoot is an interesting one, though. Um, and if DNA is the same throughout the universe, right? Like it's uh, transferred via space rocks <laughs> from when the asteroid impacts onto Earth, all that ejected mass, some of it must shoot off into space, right, with the DNA on it, and it just seeds another planet. So who knows? Uh, there could even be life on our planets that originated from our one in their own solar system. So who's to say the Bigfoot uh, didn't come from another planet and crashed on Earth at the time of the dinosaurs and uh, they were part of what led into the human race. Maybe some evolved and some didn't. Uh, maybe because they intermingled with some other species here and developed human mankind. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> it's good for sci-fis. Um, but there was uh, talk about uh, witnesses seeing Bigfoots actually at the controls of a flying saucer. So who knows if that's a made-up story or they're credible or whatever. But yeah, there's all these type of stories in ufology. Still, uh, moving on. So, yeah, the peer review thing here is quite interesting too. Uh, I'll just post it up there. The article on it, talking about the media, how they review their stories. And, as you know, a lot of uh, YouTubers like Jimmy Dore exposes a lot of it. 
uh, preview I should type. I'll just post that link there so you can have a read of it if you want. Don't want to spend too long on this stuff. <laughs> there was only a side story. So I found this one here on the, this questions and answer site where anyone can answer it. And uh, someone here said, is it true that peer review system is a worthless process which results in 90% errors being missed and just a rude justification for allowing rampant uh, cronyism or whatever that stands for? I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> Um, check last week's episode and of course people answered that the question seems to be asking about pre-publication peer review used by academic journals this is not the only kind of peer review post-publication peer review exists it's just not organized I try to sketch out the range of things that could be called peer review in a blog post and he's got his little chart here. Citations, science journalism, uh, tweets, uh, peer review, editor's desk review. So yeah, all the different meanings of peer review, right? So yeah, it's quite interesting to look at peer review, just to realize peer review has to be uh, sort of recategorized, you know, so it has to be scientific peer review. <laughs> uh, and it has to be more than one person doing it. Uh, the main problem is that it's just too damn slow and archaic. Uh, and physics is kind of the jury-rigged version of what it should be. <laughs> one of five journal papers I published before giving up. One took two years to get through the system, I think. I made things worse by adding the kind of unclassified stuff that doesn't easily fit anywhere and triggers extra review cycles everywhere purely because reviewers go, huh? Why the hell is this being submitted here? Uh, that's too long a feedback loop to keep people like me motivated. So the only alternative to create a decent motivation scheme for yourself is to increase your submission frequency so that at any given time you have feedback coming in on the last one of your papers and at least one of your papers is going out the door in any given month but this is quantity over quality and there are people like me who just don't like being a paper assembly line and cranking out stuff on a published or Paris schedule. Now he goes on a wee bit here, doesn't he? Uh, the second problem is with blind, double blind. I've gone back and forth about this several times and ultimately concluded that it doesn't really help. All three opened blind, double blind. The unique uh, 
psychological and bias problems, but I thought on balance blind was a good choice. <clears throat> but now I haven't experienced how in situations like blogging you can get fantastic peer view processes really with very smart and appropriate people going at breathtaking speed with flexibility on the level of anomaly I can go back to academic publishing it's just not fun anymore and I don't believe it's really any better at vetting truth than something like uh, blogging plus open comments yeah I think uh, putting it out to the public they become your peer review don't they uh, and they'll find errors a uh, bit like when Mick West posts something people will chip in their extra bits on his posts um, I try to get people to do that on my stuff you know because I do make mistakes obviously and I do misread things uh, I'm not perfect blogging of course hasn't yet risen to the level where it can handle the heavy lift and it goes on and on I believe academic publishing can eventually will acquire a blogging like infrastructure so yeah maybe the, the fake fact checkers that come online making claims that it was debunked when it turns out a year later that they were actually wrong uh, so that tells me that wasn't peer, properly fact checked peer reviewed right but yeah that's another, <laughs> another thing but yeah there's, there's some good answers here People seem to weigh heavily on papers that are peer review, but how much is a peer review really worth? I read it as a broken system where bias is more rule than exception. For many years I saved all my reviews. Mostly papers had two reviewers per submission and many papers were submitted to more than one journal. This added up to a lot of reviews. But what percentage of reviews are useful and actually improve my papers? The answer turned out about to be 40%. Split about even between positive and negative reviews. Some of improvements were minor, but some pointed out errors that I was glad to fix. And some pointed out positions that I had not considered more. So this is why um, peer review is good. But it's uh, obviously not a perfect system. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, that was a good. Uh, there's a lot more good answers there too. I won't go through it all. <laughs> um, more peer review. Uh, I'll just, just call it that. <coughs> So when you see uh, someone talking about, is it peer-reviewed, is it peer-reviewed, um, you can now question peer-review, say, well, it has to, how was it peer-reviewed, how many people peer-reviewed it? Comments. Is it going to go? Why is it not going? We haven't crashed, have we? 
it's not. Let me post it. Or is that? Oh, is that too long or something? Uh, Let me just type in there. I'll just post the link. Alright. It just fits in without adding any extra characters in anyway on YouTube. It's just useless that system. Alright, so close. But I think up here it clips it. So uh they just they just accept it but clipped off the sentence which uh, you don't know if it's all there uh, on pilled. That's also another problem. <laughs> anyway, I'll just get back to that one. So yeah, this guy's blabbing it about peer review. So now we're all on the same page of peer review. We're going to carry on. Achieving this subatomic particle uh, nuclear orientation. By the way, when um, Dave, the way this book was actually found is David's son of uh, Frederick's son, David, found this book in a used um, library, and it describes <laughs> a uh, an, an encounter with uh, a UFO um, where a an AWACS plane, one of those uh, radar Navy planes, came in close contact with yep. a flying saucer and got actual data from the from the craft. Saw that it was pulsing this three megahertz pulse at two hundred uh, repetitions per second. And uh, that was supposed to be part of Project Blue Book, but it was removed at the last moment because that was empirical data. That was actionable data on the propulsion system of these craft, and it was classified because the, the entire secret of you. Ah, so that sounds like a good one that um, they should have got Arrow to bring forward, right? Because it sounds like they got data there that could be brought out publicly all that radar data and stuff and giving it to people like Mick West that love that sort of stuff. You know, I don't like diving into that sort of stuff, but uh, he's like a maths head, right? Not a meth head like Goofon, but a mess, mess head. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, this guy's not going to understand what he's talking about. UFOs and aliens has nothing to do with aliens. It has everything to do with the propulsion system. And you know the, the the this what's going on behind me is the secret to to UFOs and aliens. It has nothing to do with the fact that you know they're, they're, they don't they don't. So why would a UFO be pulsing out uh, electromagnetic waves? <laughs> is it to do with the propulsion system, or is it to do with um, its mass reduction, or is it to do with anti gravity? Uh, He's just um, spitting something out here. Is it some sort of interference from their own radar of the object? Uh, or is it an echo? Uh, we know we do get echoes and reflections, and we know radar systems are not perfect, especially uh, when in the early days. You know, even today we get um, what they call radar artifacts right where that looks like an object's there but it's not and it's to do with ice crystals or whatever because uh microwave they use microwaves right and different um frequencies some that pass through um the water others bounce off water 
and it's all to do with calibrations and getting multi multiple radar multiple radars in different locations to look at the same data and work out what's uh artifact this real object in the sky uh, we've covered the radar in the past live shows remember we went to lots of technical details how they could actually detect uh cloaked planes which was quite an interesting topic because uh, you know how the absence of data can actually be data so if you send up a um a, a microwave beam into the sky and it doesn't bounce back anything um it, does that mean there's nothing there uh but if you try it at different frequencies right uh, and then you can see that the clouds the, the ice crystals are moving in a strange way and if you look at record it over time you could actually see that there's some sort of wake happening that there's something moving and disturbing it uh, so yeah there was a paper that i posted up a research paper proposing an idea of uh, using this concept as a research paper to detect stealth planes which could be used to detect ufos if they're using stealth as well and that was years ago so where uh, the government funded that research and took it up uh, more than likely i'd say uh, as you know that the weather maps also pick up butterflies right and insects mass insect migration and also bats as well <laughs> so yeah yeah that's a bit of a side uh, sidestep subject again but uh that's detected. Just see if I can find something on um, uh, weather radar. Uh, let's see. That spotted on radar leaving their case. So that was back in 2020. I think Secure Team might have done something like this. And he said it's proof of a mothership when it's actually bats. <laughs> But anyway, uh, let's play it. Let's well, you don't need to be a radar nerd to appreciate this. This is a view of Doppler radar over South Texas. And they got some music on it. It caught these bats. This is the green rings that you see. Well, what they're... So they can detect small objects with the river radar, but um, the airport doesn't detect that because they've got a different wavelength on their radar where it just simply passes through those and doesn't bounce off, right? So now you heard about NORAD calibrating their equipment. Well, part of that was to look at even smaller objects than what they had calibrated for. You know, they're looking for jets and missiles, but they had to make it even smaller so they could detect um, um, balloons with instruments underneath it <laughs> you know uh, the Chinese balloon size instruments right which is smaller than a missile uh, obviously and obviously doesn't reflect as good so yeah but here we can see here they could they could uh, calibrate this stuff to see uh, ice crystals or stuff moving and know there's a void happening there of something passing through it was the idea of that paper 
but I'm not sure how they do it exactly because you can see the weather radar can detect bats and butterflies and I suppose you could put uh, insects maybe or butterflies bugs show up on radar here you go another one so you can say well if river radars can put detect small things like that why can't they detect all these UFOs flying overhead hey did you know that weather radar can show things other than storms like here in this example and this is actually something you'll see pretty often in the early mornings during spring summer and fall you ever check uh, the app to check the radar is he gonna get radar, and there's it? all this weird just you know blue stuff all over the radar that's all rain down toward the south but what is this this is ground clutter let me explain what that means. It's basically you're seeing bugs, maybe a few birds, and some bats also. But there's a reason why this happens, generally in the warmer months and generally very early in the morning before the sun comes up. Okay, so when skies are clear, the temperatures at the surface will get pretty cool. When you have a cool layer of air down at the surface and warm air just above that, we call that an inversion, and it tends to affect how the radar beam moves. Now, normally a radar beam shoots at a little bit of an upward angle. So the far... I got some radar, so I'm just being careful. Further away you get from the radar site, you're seeing data from higher and higher up in the air. In this case, with the inversion in place, very early on in the mornings, you tend to see that radar beam kind of shoot back a little bit toward the earth. It can affect the way that the beam refracts, and that's where all the birds and the bugs and all that stuff are. They don't go above. So, they should be able to pick up... Um, UFOs, right? It's in that range where people film one on a smartphone, so they should be able to have radar hits of so-called UFOs. Even on, uh, even if the airport doesn't have it, the weather maps should show it. <laughs> so does that mean there's no UFOs, or have they just got cloaking technology? Hmm. Something to think about there, right? Okay, let's just carry on. I don't care about the uh, the the uh, people freaking out or War of the Worlds or all that. What they really care about is the science. It's the propulsion system. It's the money. It's the control. And and uh, when when so when Frederick uh, uh, read that report in this book. Um, he went to a science library uh, looking for a, a peculiar state of matter that he, he remember reading about in some place. And this book literally fell off the shelf onto the floor in front of him as he was walking through the <laughs> library. Like interstellar style. Well, surely those books would be outdated now with the soon uh, experimentation of uh, atoms. Yeah. Uh, finding different strange states of matter right so let's see what he's going to say somebody came through the black hole and pushed it off the shelf it and and it happens to be the holy grail and it's the only book written so now we've got paranormal thrown in that is looking for the information and something makes it the book that he's after fall into the ground something you see on a sci-fi movie <laughs> like a ghost hunting show or something and on this subject since then, it's, it's published in 1963, and it references... So, that's pretty old information compared to nowadays, isn't it? 
lot of papers that are from the early 1950s, which was the heyday of research into this field. And of course, there's a lot of uh, theories back then that had to be proven and still is today. So um, just to give you an, uh, a concept of what we're doing here, nuclear magnetic resonance is what an MRI machine uses. That's the most common. That's People have the most uh, experience with that. It's at the, the megahertz range, extremely powerful magnets. Uh, when you break a bone or a cartilage or whatever, you go to the hospital, you get an MRI. Uh, it's kind of expensive, big machine, whole room, no metal on you, okay? Um, that's exciting the entire atom to a certain resonance point and then releasing that excitation. And then the the atom sort of goes back to its lower energy state and releases something back, an RF tweak, chirp, that the machine picks up and that makes an image out of it. That's one form of resonance. There so yeah, uh, not a really good presentation here because he could actually bring up some little diagrams like I do and actually show what he's actually talking about. So he's talking about exciting atoms, uh, a bit like uh, plasma gets excited and it releases uh, electrons, right? Uh, iron lifter and all that sort of stuff. So he's going to head off that way, I guess. Um, so let's just keep on listening. There's an, a higher level of resonance called EPR electron paramagnetic resonance that's where we're using the outer electron spins not just their spins their precession the precession of their spin like earth rotates once per day 365 times a year and its precession of the uh, axes happens every 25,900 or so years very rarely does earth make make a full precession but the um uh, an electron that's rotating around an atom at the speed of light does that billions or not, if not trillions of times a second, depending on which, uh, which bands you're looking at. And in order to get the, uh, the uh, spins um, coherent enough to actually latch onto, you have to have a magnetic field. So you start off with a magnetic field that sort of orients the uh, Confusing, uh, electron spins <laughs> and then, and then you can excite them at that exact or more frequency that the precession frequency and energize it a little bit and then it transfers that energy to the core of the atom. Yeah, let's have a look at his face there. Uh, is he following what he's talking about here or is he gradually falling off to sleep? <laughs> In the form of a, a spin orientation and you can slowly build... Martin's not going to understand any of that and most of the audience wouldn't even know. What are these guys saying down the side here? So they're talking about other stuff, right? Rene Cruz. <laughs> oh my God. About this spin orientation until you're, until the craft essentially becomes weightless. Um, now this happens at the microwave range, the X band. All right. So if he knows how it works, he should have a prototype working, right? <laughs> Causing it to be weightless. Uh, why, why is he talking about it? Oh no, not Bob Birkins from Goofon. So again, they're just talking crap around the side there. And C-band of, of microwaves. And uh, if you remember from the Roswell case, they talked about how a special radar system was being used and possibly helped down the craft. That's because... The so yeah, he's, he's really into the folklore of UFO stuff. Um, None of that's proven, of course, uh, about the radar system bringing down the UFO. 
more likely it was a lightning strike on the UFO and a big storm that brought it down. And then the UFO might be just a man-made experimental X-plane that they still haven't released because they're using it today, right? And it's still better than the B, um, B2 bombers and all that stuff stuff they've got currently public now. But that people did used to film the B2 and all that and say that's a TR-3B. There's lots of, if you go back through all the archives of the UFO footages out there, a lot of it was uh, captured uh, experimental planes being tested. So, of course, it makes sense that the government wants to put out disinformation about it being UFOs, uh, so the Russians don't catch on, or the Chinese, or North Korea, or whatever, Iran. These craft were... But the problem is, uh, it doesn't explain a way um, that there is real UFOs as well. <laughs> so it sort of confused the whole whole subject subject, and it's uh, and, unless uh, everything's declassified in the communication, which will never happen probably. Uh, we're still never going to find out the truth. Uh, on the UFO side of things, and this is it some sort of like a big psych psych op on people. So these people being abducted, is it really aliens, or is it really some uh, subgroup of scientists uh, that's doing NK Ultra stuff still, and doing it, doing and taking the victims? to see what they could do to their minds and um, relay it back to the public. Who knows? It's possible. Uh, maybe it's been done on me as well, because I've seen them. I've seen the aliens as well. So, yeah, we just don't know. And that's where we've got to be in this field to find out what the truth is at the end of the day. It makes more sense that uh, it's all the above. It's top secret experiments. It's actually aliens as well. And there's also psyops going on, <laughs> and also other government stuff, other country stuff. So it's probably all the above, and it could even be something that uh, lives under the sea. So who knows? It could be everything, <laughs> and reptiles could even be true too. Now, I can't discount that because uh, we do know that there's caverns underground. That uh, it gets really warm, which is ideal for lizards, and uh, there is fungus and all sorts of stuff that grows underground that they can eat. So you know, we can't discount it. <laughs> so you can see why people have a fascination with this topic and why shells can exploit it and create fake images and fake videos of stuff hanging out in tunnels and. <laughs> And why third phase does so well because they were into that sort of stuff they wanted to be filmmakers actors and producers so let's just put put someone in a costume and peek around the corner while they're going into a tunnel looking for treasure and make it sensational and uh, see how many millions of views we can get on it and make lots of money they did all that so yeah, this guy's claiming to be a real scientist. He, he seems to be all over the place, though, and uh, 
I don't know. I think he's got he's got the right ideas, but he seems to also be influenced too much on all the UFO stuff out there, which could be uh, disinformation. That's the mis mis it's going to mislead him. Really, should just focus on the research of this. This forget about aliens using it. Let's just focus on can we levitate this piece of met, met, metal? Let's how are we going to build a lab and how are we going to make the metal materials? How are we going to get uh, the equipment to be able to put um, things in motion to do testing? Let's see what works. You know, look at the trouble that Townsend Brown had uh, with his lab um, and. Uh, he was ridiculed pretty much by, by the end of it all. But uh, I think he did, did, he added a lot of good stuff to our current science. And there's probably a lot of other stuff there we don't know about that was probably classified. Um, yeah, anyway, carry on. We're emitting these microwaves, which had to do with their inertial propulsion, inertial mass cancellation system. Now, if you were to shoot something at them that was slightly off that frequency, it would interrupt it. So, uh, what is inertia, though? <laughs> you know, how, how does inertia work? I don't, I don't know if we can find out answers on it. Uh, what is inertia? Tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. <laughs> uh, physics, a property of matter by which it continues in its existence state of rest or uniform motion in a straight line unless the state is changed by external force. The powers required to overcome friction and the inertia of moving parts. So, <laughs> does that help us much? Matter by which it could use an inconsistent state. Uh, what is inertia in simple words? <laughs> the inherent property of a body that makes it oppose any forces that would cause a change in motion. A body at rest, blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's a good question. What is inertia in quantum physics? And uh, what they say in classical mechanics, inertia is probably a matter that resists changes in motion. So it's all the same, isn't it? Um, because the inertia and G forces, right? Let's see what it says about that. Gravitational force on an object is equivalent to the initial force on the, an object undergoing a comparable acceleration. <laughs> Just as gravity pushes you down against the earth, inertia pushes you back up against, back against your seat. 
You experience higher or lower g-forces when we are rapidly changing speeds or directions. So you can go to the speed of light right quite happily, but as long as you don't do it too fast. <laughs> so, you know, you can gradually increase your speed and speed and approach speed of light over, I don't know, many years of firing the, ro the rocket booster, keep accelerating. Because you've got no friction, so you keep adding to it. But then you've got to slow down. So before you, you want to stop before uh, a landing party on a planet, you've got to then slow it all down for years and years. So you'd have to calculate it all out. So it's possible that you could, uh, even today, build a ship because it's speed of light. But it's not going to be instant. And uh, you could have really fast things on planet Earth if... Uh, the g-forces don't kill you inside and that's the whole problem uh, with going over Mach uh, 10 I think it was wasn't it Mach 10 for so many seconds before you black out and die <laughs> so uh, how to control inertia so you don't have that g-force how to control Let's see what comes up with that one. How might I go about bringing an inertia damping, damping field? That sounds something from Star Trek. Well, let's see what that one says about it. Assuming your story has a form of artificial gravity, I would suppose anti-gravity exists as well. Theoretically, it can be done, but you have a bundle of laughs getting it to work. It's not the physics side of thing that we make life so interesting. And so I'm going to answer it scientifically. I'm afraid we don't have the slightest clue yet. So that sounds more like it. <laughs> it would probably be related to generating artificial gravity fields, which we also have no idea how to do. Or if the rules of this universe even allow it for. Which is basically what I'm saying. I don't think there will be anti-gravity. But uh, you probably could do a mass reduction. If you could um, change the energy level of the atom itself. So energy. And dense energy is actually the mass. So this is a problem. They're trying to figure out what mass is. Um, that's how it sort of goes, right? You gotta have to understand all this. Uh, what is mass of atom? Let's see what they say about that one. <laughs> uh, atomic mass is expressed as a multiple of one twelfth the mass of the carbon twelve atom. What is the mass of an atom? Should say the same, one twelfth. What is one atom of mass? Just saying it again. Mass of a single atom is an extremely small number. <laughs> this is why chemists use Avogadro's number. It makes working with atoms easier. Okay.
What is the mess definition of chemistry? Yeah, but what is it? <laughs> Can we get a definition? Atomic mass of an element is the average mass of atoms of an element measured in atomic mass units. <laughs> it sounds like a mouthful. It sounds very typical scientific talk, doesn't it? <laughs> the mass of an element is the average mass. Oh God, the mass is the weighed average of all the isotopes of the element in which the mass of each isotope is multiplied by abundance of that particle isotope. Uh, for instance, it can be determined experimentally by that neon consists of three isotopes, neon 20 with 10 protons, 10 neutrons, with the mass of 19, almost 20. Uh, the abundance of 90% of neon 21 with 11 neutrons with a mass of 21 almost. So they take the average, is it? The atomic mass is useful in chemistry when it is paired with the mole concept. The atomic mass of an element measured in AMU is the same as the mass in grams of one mole of a element. Well we had a mole at school because it wasn't really nice. <laughs> Thus since the atomic mass of iron is 56 almost, one mole of iron atoms would weigh 56 grams. Blah 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 blah. So um, it's all the bits and pieces within the atom. So they're not including electrons there. This probably saying electrons have no mass, right? And and all the other things that make up the atom. They're just taking the, the protons and neutrons. Now say that uh, proton and neutron are both spheres, which they. They have proven that the atoms are spheres. I talked about that a couple of live shows back where they imaged it with using electrons. But also the particles within the atom are also spheres, right? It makes that's one of the, the fundamental shapes in Mother Earth, right? It's, uh, it's to do with uh, con conservation of energy and stress, uh, strength, right? They use it even for uh, submarines that go deep into the water, right? The, the sphere shape is just perfect for everything. But uh, yeah, so if you can reduce the amount of energy in those uh, particular fundamental particles, right? Because everything's energy, you could reduce the mass. So what keeps the energy of that particle keep on going? Well, as I talked about, Tesla said that it's actually absorbing this stuff called radiant energy that's emitted from the universe, which sounds very much like dark energy to me, emitting dark energy. And it's being absorbed into our regular uh, particles. And also, obviously, releasing it as well. 
maybe it's like a, a recycle process. So it's nothing to do with the spin of the atom and the electron spin around it. It's actually the makeup of the bits in the atom. But of course we can't prove that. And we can't prove Tesla's explanation of it. But he said that gravity is actually the flow of the energy uh, it's being absorbed into the atoms. And the more atoms you got, the more mass you got, the more gravity you got, because you got more flow of uh, this energy around the object. And so the smaller objects next to it are going to be attracted um, like a river flow, the flux, as he called it. It's a good theory, and it still holds up, as far as I'm concerned, and it makes a lot of sense. So if you do... Uh, somehow can reduce the flow of the current going to a sphere, say, then it's going to have less gravity, right? Um, uh, that means that um, you could make itself um, buoyant in Earth's atmosphere, where the, the mass of the air molecules actually push it upwards. So if you can reduce uh, the weight of a metal object that's uh, lighter than air, it will go upwards like a, like a ball in water, a ping pong in the water. Now, the force of the molecules pressing against the hole will push it upwards. So that makes more sense to me, how the UFOs could turn on something as they come from space where they don't need to have that turned on. And they discharge up the skins, which is he he was talking in the interview about um, them detecting radar frequencies, uh, the wavelength frequencies coming off this UFO, which suggests that it had some sort of charged skin, perhaps uh, that was re reducing the, the metal itself to be lighter than air. I think that's more plausible. But, uh, yeah, still yet to be proven. And there was a Russian guy that was actually working on mass reduction, as I talked about in past live shows, which I talked about in the last live show and posted a link to it, so I won't do it again. <laughs> so you can just go to that one and find it in the side chat. But, um, yeah, moving on. I think uh, I probably have a better understanding than maybe this guy does actually. But he's talking about gravity being the spin of the atoms rather than what Tesla had proposed. Tesla actually did write a paper on gravity and it's not well known at all uh, because it got drowned out at the time that Einstein released his general relativity that sort of took the world by storm. And Tesla got sort of um, pushed in the background. So it's quite interesting, uh, all this sort of stuff. Now, of course, general relativity doesn't even look at that. Uh, Einstein was like a theoretical thinker, right? He wasn't experimenting like Tesla. Tesla was experimenting and, and getting seeing what results he was getting, which is basically what this guy's trying to do in the lab. Well, Einstein was a thinker and mathematician and using maths to prove things. And he was observing things and doing thought experiments. 
Um, and then trying to save, this is how he thinks the uh, gravity works, which he was talking about space being bent. And like a curve, um, and we get pulled down the curve when we get close to a big body like planet Earth, heading down towards it. You know, you hear, you've seen the pictures. Einstein's gravity. I think that's more theoretical and crazy. <laughs> and they say they've proven it by light bending around stars, but there's other explanations that uh, counteracts that. You know, there's other conclusions that also can predict the same thing, which they don't tell you about. Um, Einstein's. Well, let's see. Uh, relativity. Uh, gravitational model. Right. Uh, let's get some images up. Uh, this thing here, where space is bent around a large object. Probably not the best one to search on like that there. And of course you have the moon that's caught in the gravity pull of Earth, but it's moving so fast that it can spin out of the, the hole as it would go down further and further and gradually crash into the Earth, right? And of course we're, we're caught into a curve around the sun as well. Uh, I think it's more complex thinking. I think that's where the picture up here was trying to explain it. Gravitational waves. Right. And that one there, gravitational waves. Uh, to me, that's more theoretical thinking and... Uh, yeah. Uh, potential errors in that rather than this experiment in the lab and trying to get a result and you say well now we can control it <laughs> uh, how would you control gravitational waves you know <laughs> it's all theoretical well here we can actually control um, if Tesla is correct the amount of dark energy radiant energy being absorbed into atoms uh, we could probably experiment with various metal materials that go, wraps around the other atoms of the craft and shields it from the absorption of that energy makes the atoms gradually lose mass right energy equals mass mass equals energy you know atomic bomb and instead of losing weight they start gaining weight and the craft only had enough thrust to thrust maybe 1% of the weight of the craft, of the actual weight of the craft. So as soon as it, it, it lost its, you know, 99.9%, you know, weight loss, it'll come crashing down. That's how they were able to take down a craft from Zeta Reticuli or wherever it came from. They were able to take it down with just a radar gun because that's how the craft actually. You can see he's really up with his uh, UFO mythology there, right? Which would... Um 
he's not he's not he's he's putting too much of the mythology into his research when he needs to keep it uh, middle ground it needs to be only focused on the science of trying to get something to work and if you can't then obviously the idea of a gravity block system using metamaterials and uh, terahertz frequency resonance uh, doesn't work but who knows uh, maybe it is working and the government had figured it out and that's what the some of the TR3Bs are right works wow uh, yeah there is that theory you hear uh, quite a bit but if they figured all that out, why they kept it so secret? Because that could be benefit man, right? If you've got some sort of um, gravity block system, instead of using airplanes and airfoil, you could transport a lot of stuff through the sky safely instead of using ships and diesel and oil. When you could have something that's light as a balloon, but uh, it's carrying thousands and thousands of tons above you of shipments, and you could just fly it from one country to the other, and uh, a lot faster too, right? So really, if they've, if they've been sitting on that technology, there should be like a big hoo-ha when, when it's finally revealed, and that might be one of the reasons why they won't reveal it. Uh, because uh, there's going to be like an implosion of hate towards the government for all the military complex in, uh, industry <laughs> for hiding that technology and why are they producing all this uh, climate damaging and pollutants and bombs and stuff when that technology could have changed the world for the better why they've been sitting down sitting on it right and uh if you can lift stuff up very lightly in the sky with um, less energy, right? And then you could literally have endless power supply. You know, like hydrogen puts water up in a dam and filters it through you know, turbines. Well, you could do the same with this sort of uh, gravity block system, TR3, where you can lift stuff up to it and then just release it like bearings or something you know bull bearings that go and spin around uh, turbines that generates electricity and just have like a, one of these uh, free energy en uh, engines or turbines where you can well it wouldn't need to be that high up I suppose you could just build little tiny ones that work in the backyard that do, do the same, exactly the same thing and it can generate megawatts of power. Yeah, but anyway, we're just getting carrying off in their theory of thinking there. About the uh, radar situation. Um, so, how would a living being be inside of a craft like that with all the alignment? Would the, wouldn't the being itself have to also... Okay, so that, that brings back to the gravity block idea. Now, now if, if that being's inside that field, um, it's beca basically become weightless. The atoms in your body becomes uh, so light that you can go at really fast speed and the inertia won't affect you, right? So it makes, makes very light things inside that shell can go at super hypersonic speeds right 
So it makes more sense rather than anti-gravity, which would still have inertia, right? You see where I'm going? It makes more sense um, what the Tesla was saying versus Einstein was saying. But everyone's stuck on space-time now, right? Align all of the molecular structure to also so it doesn't become mush. See, I could explain this uh, to him and he would understand it, but this guy hasn't got a clue uh, because he's going down a different line of thinking. It's very similar, but I think he's wrong about uh, the spin of the atoms being gravity. Um, it's all due to energy. Energy control. So there'd be a point where you can only make atoms a certain... Uh, less weight by reducing the energy before it uh, decays radioactively and becomes dangerous <laughs> or it kills the person or whatever's inside the craft you know because if you deteriorate the atoms too much then they don't become hydrogen they don't become hot oxygen um, but you might be able to reduce them down 90% in weight which would be enough for uh, them to go in high speed, and especially if they've got special suits, uh, maybe even chambers uh, that you have the liquid that you can breathe. Uh, when when you're inside water, you, you're going to feel the effects less as well. Um, so yeah, it's all sorts of ideas there. Uh, how it's all possible proving it is another thing or actually inventing it is another thing I think uh, to get terahertz resonance I think you're going to have to have some serious money and government funding to even produce the generators involved to even be, to, to do an experiment in the lab right um, how many uh uh, how would they build the generate uh, terahertz generators? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't really looked into that too deeply. But anyway, we'll just carry on. <laughs> but all this uh, is a good base to lead into more stuff in the future to go over and try to figure out and understand. Uh, not too many UFO channels other than mine that sort of look into it. I think Alien, alien Scientist does, does uh, with this guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's not too many of us out there that actually looks at uh, all those different sciences out there and uh, without being called pseudoscience, right? Because they don't fit in with the mainstream science thinking. Uh, yeah, what are you saying, Jasper? <laughs> a mole? Mole. Oh, he, he had a hamster and a mouse. Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Oh, a mole, yeah. <laughs> you're thinking mole, M-O-L-E. Uh, Google it. Uh, it's a type of underground rodent. <laughs> And we used to call girls at school moles. 
Make it work, you know, I'm there if you encounter difficulties. <laughs> Me make it. Uh, my, his lab looks like my bedroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got bits and pieces and wires everywhere, as you know. Um, it's funny how my strings working perfectly now, though, isn't it? Uh, it's a really strange error that was. Um, it made no sense what was going on there. I mean, I, I didn't do anything special. It just simply went away. I just uh, restarted OBS, and it still started coming up. So, yeah, that's that's got me confused. That error that we're getting. All I can say is maybe there's a a LAN a card that's having problems between my equipment here. I don't know, but something new that I hope doesn't rear its ugly head again. <laughs> but uh, no doubt it will. Uh, I've got the fans above the ceiling working. It's blowing cold air on me. I'm actually getting a wee bit too cold, but I know it's at like 28 degrees otherwise. Uh, let's see, what's that clock saying? It's here. Uh, at the moment, it's 25 degrees in the bedroom Celsius, uh, which should be okay. You know, uh, we've done it hotter than that before. So, uh, the men in black don't like us talking about moles. <laughs> Amish people produce and sell a motor that runs on compressed air. Yeah, it's not really free energy though, because it takes uh, energy to compress the air into it. Uh, yeah, because they don't like, what's it? They're not allowed to use electricity, right? So they had to invent other ways and convert an en one energy to another energy. So if you do a compressed air thing, it's uh, pushing cylinders up and down like a motor, same as uh, you would get with oil and uh, electricity uh, with using uh, induction motors and all that sort of stuff. There's ways to produce compressed air using water gravity. But mm. so how effective would it be? You know what I mean? It would have its limitations how much compressed air you would get. It's not like having a cylinder of gas on your, on, on your cart, <laughs> horse cart that's turning the wheels, right? But anyway, uh, just carry on here. Uh, that's a good question, and we're going to answer that through experiment. Um, but right now the theories sort of point to uh yes they'll get anything that's inside a craft that's being oriented on just the hull would also be oriented as well now how living you know dna replication and all that stuff will happen while you're in the craft that's th those are those are questions that we need to answer through experiment yeah and another thing um you mentioned the propulsion could the propulsion be detected by say infrared, um, because you know, like the tic tac and <laughs> so he hasn't got a clue. He hasn't got a clue. Infrared is heat. So yeah, uh, if it had some sort of uh, 
energy field on a meta skin that produces heat as a byproduct. Yeah, you could perfectly see it on CML, right? But uh, then that doesn't make you invisible, does, does it? Uh, because I know humans have goggles that can see infrared. <laughs> Ideally, you want, um, and of course, uh, fighter jets would use infrared for targeting. So you, you, you want to reduce your infra infrared signature to almost zero. Uh, so yeah, why would a charged skin uh, resonance cause heat though? Well, you're moving molecules back and forth in a matrix, so it's going to be some heat given off. But then again, you could have another layer of atoms that absorb most of that heat and, and maybe use uh, some sort of cooling, you know, like a, like a skin that has uh, nitrogen between it that acts as a coolant. Uh, there's all sorts of ideas out there, right, science-wise, that uh, could make the UFO transparent again, or craft that's using mass reduction invisible again. And of course, uh, if they were experimenting with black, black ops planes and they crashed, right, with this uh, meta-material, and they didn't get it all, and some sort of UFO nut comes along with a... Uh, metal detector finds a chunk of this metal called arts parts <laughs> and they say it's off a, a UFO well a UFO in this case is some sort of secret black ops experiment right it's more likely to be from space debris and uh, planes that crashed that, that didn't actually get cleaned up or bits of it fell off as the plane was flying overhead right so yeah it doesn't have to be aliens at all now, was it Grant Cameron that made the funny claim that he thinks that aliens are on purposely dropping off bits of metal off their craft as a clue of their existence, trying to get around censorship by the US government? Uh, it's a crazy, another crazy theory story that came out from that guy. But um, yeah, Grant Cameron did good research on the red. Charlie Red Star stuff, but ever since then, he's gone downhill very quickly, in, in my eyes, anyway. Um, it comes up with some of the crazy things that aliens influence uh, humans' minds to produce music and all that sort of stuff. Um, good sci-fi, that's for sure. Detected through radar and also for, through the FLIR photography, uh, have said there's no uh, there's no heat heat signature for propulsion of any kind. Um, so how uh, how does that all fit in? So uh, dynamic nuclear orientation or this this uh, study is actually the cold side of nuclear physics. So nuclear physics has the hot end. That's atom bombs, nuclear fission, fusion. This is the cold end. And actually, uh, many of the processes here are much better off at you know near uh, absolute zero in fact uh, some of the process uh, so really uh, what he's added is in the propulsion system rather than the skin of the craft right so the propulsion would be another component of the ufo how does it move uh we don't see visible what apart from tr3 visible engines on it in the corners uh, on a, a classic disc, we don't see that. 
So how would they be moving? So again, I think that's to do with electromagnetic uh, energy where it creates a vortex that it kind of around it or in front of it where the direction it wants to go and it sort of sucks that helium balloon into the, the wind flow, so to speak, like a, a tornado uh, air current change around it so it just it can move very quickly and get sucked into that tornado that it's producing in front of it and that might be part of the spin that's happening but again it's all theory <laughs> and of course that wouldn't produce any heat right um, and it would blend in with the the the, the, the background uh, weather uh, the, the gas moving around the atoms in the air right so it just blend in with the clouds or whatever. Or the sky background. But we don't see, we're not seeing any of these classic UFO discs anymore. They're talking about uh, sphere UFOs being probes now, which is possible, but I think 99% of them are just clutter, sky clutter, and like balloons, right? And military decoy uh, balloons radar balloons and all that sort of stuff um, which Arrow has sort of suggested but they said there were some that they had which we haven't seen the videos where they're doing strange maneuvers so we need to see those videos and somehow I don't think we're ever going to get to see those uh, but we don't see any propulsions on the spheres and uh, if you could change gravity how would that work anyway uh, How's uh, anti-gravity going to make a craft move, right? You could uh, make one corner of it lighter or heavier, and it's going to make a tilt. You're still going to need some sort of other means of propulsion, which might be under the flying saucer, which we haven't seen much of. There may be some sort of iron plasma engines underneath, which uh, would definitely give off some heat uh, if not a lot of heat being plasma right uh, so yeah I think it's more to do with um, maybe vortexes so again they'll probably have um, something different for space travel versus uh, atmospheric control because you don't need anti-gravity once you're in space and you don't need to have um, vortexes outside in space because there's no air for it. So you'd have to have some sort of other type of control. So yeah, we need more evidence, don't we? We need more close-up pictures of these UFOs and the only people that would have that would be a fighter jet flying closely behind the so-called uh, alien craft. Uh, they would have HD footage and they must have it because I don't believe what we're seeing so far is the best they've got. <laughs> so uh, whether it's a uh, man-made uh, DARPA experiment using some of this exotic new ideas and it's not really far-fetched science when you think about it. Uh, it still fits inside our science realm of, even if it's dark matter or, or dark energy, right? It's just that we haven't 
found a way to see it, detect it, and control it. Or have they? Uh, someone might have, and uh, DARPA might have. <laughs> but we've seen a lot of experiments with them doing uh, remote-controlled drones, you know, little uh, bug drones that's having flapping wings. So we're seeing, we're seeing that's not using any exotic uh, mass control at all. So why would they keep developing stuff like that? Uh, this uh, having cloaking fast-moving drone with camera on it that can spy on people and follow them around and they don't even know it's there. This having a little bug flying around with a camera on it, a nano bug or whatever, that can be controlled from satellite. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense. It makes more sense to have like a cloaking drone that they can that can move very quickly and and drop a payload as well. Uh, A.K.A. the Tic Tac, then doing all those other types of experiments. Although they would be fun, if it, I suppose the other experiments could be can can we scale down and make nanotechnology smaller and smaller, which would would benefit uh, the medical side of things more. You know, like you could make a little nanobots you inject into someone's veins to go and quickly repair bullet wound in the in the lung or the heart chamber or whatever. Um, that would be more where it would be useful. We want to save people's lives, uh, especially maybe a president or a general or something that's in control, something and he gets gets caught up in a, a terror attack or whatever and gets injured. Uh, yeah. This is are used to cool. Um, uh, materials down to near absolute zero. So it's possible that this process would actually cool down the surface of the craft rather than heat it up. Because what we're really doing is we're removing entropy, we're removing all of this crazy chaotic energy that is what gives it inertia. So he's uh, also the mostly theory, right? But he's saying really similar stuff to what I am, really. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I would probably like to draw diagrams and stuff and present it better. But, yeah, we need more people thinking and researching into this line of field. Else we're never going to progress, I guess. So we're going to still be reliant on... Um, oil right elon musk uses it he uses kerosene for his rockets and kerosene makes the best rocket fuel <laughs> and kerosene is what they use on planes engines right and they can use other things like hydrogen and all that and they use uh, what they call cryogenic gases right you've probably heard of that fraud david adair Talking about, oh, I figured out you can use cryogenic gases for my rockets, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's a well-known fact, you know. Uh, cryogenic gases. I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> gases. 
and rockets. Let's see what comes up. Cryogenic rocket engine is a rocket engine that uses a cryogenic fuel and oxidizer. There's both its fuel and oxidizer, I guess, which have been liquefied and then stored at very low temperatures. So there you go. Straight comes up straight away. What is it used? Uh, most common dryogenic propellants used in rocket engines are liquid hydrogen. <laughs> so liquid hydrogen uh, is a cryogenic fuel. And nitrogen, of course, as well is another one. Cryogenic gases. Let's just uh, see what the list is. Yeah, so you got like a smart ass like David Deer claiming all this technical talk on inventing a uh, fusion powered rocket using cryogenic gases in his garage in the 1970s. <coughs> uh, yeah, he could have built some hobby rockets using cryogenic gas that launched off into the sky. Yes, he could have done. And a fusion reactor, mm, unlikely. Uh, and moving at 100 G's, unlikely because the fastest one today can only go at 30 G's uh, and before it snaps in half or melts, right? So, yeah, some kid making a rocket that goes 100 G's that uh, doesn't melt and snap in half uh, is bullshit. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of my most popular searches is people looking looking up David Adair and attacking me. Um, didn't I point out last time? Or have I got it listed here? I had it, had it here somewhere at one stage. I think I might post it on Discord and Twitter. Uh, yes, the guy was attacking me <laughs> about uh, David Adair and he, he called me an idiot and all this sort of stuff <laughs> without even knowing, knowing Knowing, knowing me or watching the actual episode itself where I point out the, the bad science of it. But anyway, uh, cryogenic gases. Uh, these include liquid oxygen, liquid hydrogen, liquid methane. I think nitrogen isn't meant to be in the list as well. Have we got a list of them, a proper list? Just means that really low temperatures, basically. <laughs> uh, here we go. Nitrous, nitrogen oxide, carbon, argon, nitrogen. There, there's a whole shebang of them. Helium. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fancy word. Hey, looks like we got a donation, but it hasn't popped up. Is it broken? It's up on this list here. Did the dancing alien happen? Uh, thanks for your four pounds, by the way. But uh, yeah, why is it not the dancing alien? Because that worked. Yeah, it could be all those problems we're having. Yeah, it looks like something's got broken, isn't it?
yeah, it hasn't been delayed this long before though, has it? I think, uh, I wonder if it was uh, like a ISP connection or a router problem that we had going on there. Let's see, uh, is there a way to get it working? Reload it. Uh, I have to think of how I set it up. Uh, stream words alerts, I think it's called. Properties, uh, filters, refresh. Let's see if that works. Don't think it works very well. Is it still streaming? <laughs> I'm too scared to play around with it too much. Uh, yeah. Why is it not working? Maybe something's changed. Um, let's see, this screen. I think I've got something here. I can test it. I'll just see if it comes up. Uh, stream labels, I think it's called. Got to get sidetracked now. <laughs> uh, here we go for time anyway. Feels like a long time on this one with all the problems we've had. So coming up to four hours already? Or was it two hours? Three hours, I mean. Four hours. Um, oh, it's got really big writing here. Uh, Michael, I oh I can afford it's Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I can get it pop up. Hey, have we got it? Michael King donated four pounds through Super Chat. All I can afford. Christmas killed me. Okay, that proves that it's working. But why didn't it work when you did it? I had to refresh it. That's kind of weird. <laughs> That's what's meant to happen. So it looks like it is communicating. Oh, maybe because I refreshed it after. But if you do another one, it'll probably work now. So yeah, it's quite, that kind of suggested that there was some sort of uh, network communication problem before. Uh, I wonder if it was a cable problem. Pin touching got too hot in this room or something. It's going to have me worried for the next live redo. <laughs> it's going to rear its ugly head again. Anyway, uh, yeah, how long can we spend on this guy? Let's just get on a wee bit. So, so she oh. she did the hard work. They were mashing, uh, uh, they, they were mashing uh, material apart that pit uh, mass in order to get to this tiny amount of uh, radon that they discovered, um, and that that was considered physics. It, nowadays. They have all these string theorists that think that they could just throw it. I think he's talking about Madame Curie, is it? Talking about other scientists. Oh, is well on its way. We're, it anyway, I uh, won't play it all anyway. And we'll just leave it there for that interview. And we'll just look at the other stuff we got here on this guy. I think we talked enough on it, really. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to do what other show hosts do where they play a whole someone else's uh, material and talk over it. I don't think that's uh, 
fear. But um, go and check out open. Uh, what is it? Not open minds. What's this one called? Uh, UFO podcast. Go and check them out. At least he's um, bringing new people in all the time, but some of them are pretty much uh, not uh, decent people that Martin interviews. Some of them are shilly and a wee bit dubious like this guy here, but uh, I can see why some people don't like this particular guy because <laughs> he makes all sorts of stupid claims and stuff. Um, and we've we're yet to see anything that's... Uh, happening in the so-called space lab <laughs> so let's see what the debrief has to say about it um, subscribe hell no <laughs> uh, someone's outside staring up next door's dog that'll be my dad um, yeah, I'll just use the edge for reading out because I'm not, I'm not going to struggle reading some of that out, that's for sure. <sighs> this is going to be fun. How, how's it going to work? <laughs> It's going to read out a lot of garbage, probably. Uh... Meet the man building an anti-gravity device and the alien god that inspired him. Pushed by the frontiers of science, the debrief's Chris plane falls down the rabbit hole with the man trying to detect warp signatures and defy gravity. Christopher Plane, June 29, 2021. When so asked few, about the numerous failures that preceded his invention of the... So this is a few years before the other interview. The light bulb, Thomas Edison once famously joked that he hadn't failed over a hundred times, but instead had simply found a hundred different ways how not to make a light bulb. <laughs> Could the same thing be said of anti-gravity and the hunt to defy physical laws? Although not expressly stated by Mark Sokol, the 33-year-old, wide-eyed, curly-haired founder of New Jersey-based Falcon Space, in Slavic languages, Sokol means Falcon, Edison's light bulb analogy could easily sum up his company's hands-on, trial and error approach when it comes to their wide array of very ambitious planned experiments. The dividing lines between visionaries and madmen have historically proven to be thin. As Sokol pushes himself and his company headfirst into developing a warp drive detector and the world's first anti-gravity aircraft, it makes you wonder on what side of that line he dwells. I think that where science really went wrong was when Einstein got his Nobel Prize for dreaming up theory, as opposed to experimental results. Sokol told the debrief, after that, I think the scientists sort of got addicted to sitting at home and coloring on whiteboards. <laughs> Mark Sokol, founder of Falcon Space. Image Sokol. So so the cool. Toyota Prius may have influenced the creation of a warp drive detector. Nearly 10 years before his first gravity experiments, Sokol purchased a used Toyota Prius, 
only to learn that the already aging battery pack would soon have to be rebuilt. <laughs> Unfortunately, with the hybrid market still new, the equipment to do the job wasn't yet available. Undaunted, Sokol simply built his own tools, ultimately leading the then 23-year-old to start his own hybrid battery refurbishment business, a business he still owns and operates today. So yeah, so that's good. He actually developed a, a workable business re refurbishing batteries because with the, the green thinking of getting rid of oil, uh, you think that would be grown into a large company where you don't have time to do uh, gravity research. <laughs> Although he probably could sell the company and let someone take it over using his uh, tools that he so-called invented to refurbish batteries. Today, I built the equipment to refurbish the batteries myself because the equipment didn't exist, he said. Sokol is highly energetic, often speaking like a human machine gun, yet surprisingly articulate. <laughs> this mentally fast-paced, hands-on, problem-solving approach has translated over to Sokol's current research, including designing a device to detect the warping of space-time, or more simply, a warp drive detector. The warp drive detector was just something that was dreamed up between Jeremiah Pop, a fellow anti-gravity experimenter, and me, said Sokol. The idea is to figure out if a warp field is being created, to see if something is changing the speed of light in the vicinity of an experiment. So uh, we looked up last in part one uh, that the warp field was disproven by NASA. Uh, and there was an error in the experiment. What was it? Something about uh, the cables that caused uh, the push or something? Uh, but anyway, um, warp, 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 <laughs> warp field is still sci-fi, <laughs> like Star Trek. Uh, it's a good idea, and of course, they're again using space-time and general relativity of bent space uh, and deforming the space around objects to fall into, you know, just like I was talking about how the moon was spinning around on the edge of the bent space around Earth, they wanted to be able to do it around a craft and it falls always forward into the hole. Now uh, that's the idea of a warp drive, what they're saying. Uh, but yeah, um, doesn't exist. <laughs> and uh, it's still just sci-fi fantasy thinking from general relativity, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just don't like uh, space-time, I really don't. I think it's just a misleading thing. It's nice. It's nice for sci-fis, but uh, other than that, I don't think it's it's been proven at all. And the warp field would be another example uh, that the experiments produce no results. Sokol explained that his theoretical device isn't being built to detect ultra-top secret man-made spaceships traveling above the speed of light, much less alien ones, but instead to help the Falcon space team with their gravity-related experiments. We have a lot of experiments going on in the lab, said Sokol. A lot of experiments we've completed, and we realized we don't have the proper instrumentation to realize if anything was actually happening. <laughs> In short, if they had any... 
So they got no way of detecting whether there was a change in gravity then if they ain't got no instruments for it. Um, the obvious one would be just a simple scales uh, and a weight, right? And if you can reduce the weight, it's going to affect the, the reading on the scale. Now, I thought that would have been fairly obvious, but uh, yeah, I don't know what this... So we're not seeing how they're doing the experiments. So they really need to do a video showing what they're doing and uh, go from there, I guess. Any hope of testing whether or not their gravity experiements were achieving a warping of space-time as predicted by Albert Einstein. The duo oh, there you go. I knew space-time was going to come up. Realized that much like the tools to remake a Prius battery pack in 2011, they had to build a warp drive detector on their own. Mark Sokol left with his partner, Jeremiah Pop. Image, Mark Sokol. Building the impossible. Rather than diving straight into the lab, a move Sokol admits is almost always their first impulse, he and Pop checked out the current technology used to measure reactions to gravity. Ultimately, they landed on a laser setup designed to spot gravity-induced changes in light, like the one NASA's Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, LIGO, uses to detect gravitational waves in space. <laughs> and although Sokol didn't reveal the I'm engineer's not get into name, that. <laughs> he did indicate that he and Pop have consulted with one of the original designers of LIGO to make sure they so were... So, basically, they shine a laser beam a mole long from one end to the other and can detect whether it moves slightly. Now, you're doing it on a planet that's moving through space at... Uh, and rotating at a thousand miles per hour and we're going through a spiral arm at 500,000 miles per hour <laughs> but it's all relative right we don't feel that speed because we're on it and we're also moving at that speed <laughs> so uh, but we also have internal uh, core which causes uh, volcanoes and uh, plate tectonics to move and we got trucks that drive on the road that also causes vibrations and all sorts of things so there's a lot of things they have to say is eliminated in the experiments to say well that beam, beam didn't move because of all these other factors I think it's prone for errors <laughs> yeah, yeah so I don't believe the LIGO uh, is actually detecting gravitational waves myself. Uh, I think it's just a false positive. Um, and if UFOs were flying around using gravitational waves, this LIGO laser would be flickering all over the place like a candle, and uh, that's not happening, is it? So, Bob Lazar, you, you're debunked, mate. Uh, even if gravitational waves don't exist, you're debunked. And even if, if the gravitational waves do exist, the LIGO is not detecting stuff all of these UFOs. So you're lying. So I've created episodes about that in the past. Uh, no one listens though. But uh, Bob Lazar is a shill. And he made up the story to save his own ass from going into prison. And then you got David Adair doing his thing as well. <laughs> We're setting their experiments up correctly. Use a stable laser, he said, 
explaining the theory behind their warp measurement tool. It okay, gets so split into two beams. You know, they're using a laser beam in the lab. It's prone to have problems, you know, especially if you're trying to do that in the museum where we're getting earth trimmers pretty much every hour, every minute of the day. <laughs> Although we don't feel them, uh, most of them, but they're still there. Beams. They bounce around the table, then come back to each other on the receiving end. You have the experiment affect one of the beams. If it affects it, the interference pattern will change, and you will be able to measure very minute details in the change of light. A laser in Falcon Space's lab pew pew. Okay, at least Image, we're getting some... Mark Sokol. Information Sokol of said what they're doing in the lab. Are mounted on his recently purchased ultra so they got a heavy bench with a laser on it. <laughs> That's how they're measuring it. Uh, I suppose they got the detector of the photons on the other end and put it onto a oscilloscope and they see if it wobbles, I suppose, or something like that. Uh, so the experiment of the anti-gravity devices on the other table, is that what they're trying to say? So if it, if it changes uh, gravity around it, then the laser beam is going to change. But then again, they keep saying light has no mass, right? So why would gravity affect light, right? <laughs> you see what I mean? It's got, it's got all the strange stuff in science. I'm saying that there is... A slight mess of photons where everyone's saying there's there's no mess. I call bullshit. I think energy does have mass, and when it gets to a certain density level, and uh, then it's measurable or detectable, but it's always there, right? But yeah, uh, pseudoscience, whatever. <laughs> Ultra heavy duty composite dielectric test bed, one he described as tough as concrete. They will be able to use the device to test anything from mundane objects to a complex, gravity altering experiment, all to see if there is a warping effect. It's so we're going to be using a laser that has an extremely stable frequency output, and we're going to put the laser, battery powered, inside the experiment. And that's going to shine on but to a detector still, that will see if there is any frequency change. Still, he might discover something. Uh, I haven't written them off completely here. Um, maybe the the movement would be so much and they can replicate it eventually. Who knows? And they might find something. But yeah, a little flickeration in the laser beam. Uh, that's hardly any gravitational changes at all, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, uh, Michael King, I looked into this and it's not an overseer, but a measuring device emits energy and affects the outcome. Uh, here we got here, love Kiwi Rail New Zealand. <laughs> that sounds like a bot. <laughs> Hello from New Zealand, how are you? Okay, that's good to have a Kiwi here. Um, they're very rare. <laughs> they're a dying bird. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure what it, uh, you're saying here, Mike. Uh, 
You looked into what? Uh, into his... Uh, you looked into this, 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 and, and what do you mean by this? Uh, have I missed something? Looked into this, and it's not a overseer. Overseer? What do you mean by that? Over unity? Is that what you're saying? But a measuring device emits energy and affects the outcome. Yeah, not too sure what you mean in there. Uh, maybe. Change in the laser's output. And what would that frequency change indicate? A Doppler effect, said Sokol. Huh? If there's a blue shift, we'll know if something happened. In effect, this tool will sort of be like a compass to tell us where interesting things are happening. At this point in the discussion, ah, Sokol right. made sure to point out that this is merely <laughs> their first experimental design. Even if successful, he is not confident their results would indicate whether gravity Observer. is causing the detected warp or if the warping of space... Yeah, let's just catch up when you comment again. Uh, the interference uh, pattern is caused by a measuring device, not a human watching. Yeah, still not following though. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I only came in halfway through. <laughs> we're talking about the double slit. Uh, no, we're not talking about the double slit here. But uh, I think he's talking about like the logo where the beam wobbles and it detects the movement of half a neutron. Well, the LIGO detects uh, half a nit uh, neutrino, is it? Neutrino movement and slight changes. Uh, but yeah, their experiment, I don't know if it would be that accurate. <laughs> but uh, ignore you. Yeah, we're always ignoring you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, a double slit. I have talked about that before in talking about how atoms emit uh, photons uh, when they absorb electron and all that sort of stuff. So they're firing electrons at the double slit. And of course, uh, the double slit's made of atoms. How do they know that those atoms are not emitting random photons, right? You see what I mean? Uh, the experiment itself is flawed, as far as I'm concerned. And that then creates the interference pattern, rather than a electron splitting in half and then going through both slits, right? Because um, everything's made of these atoms, everything's made of energy. Uh, how can you eliminate? And of course, that's also the idea that uh, what you're talking about, uh, was it the Schroeberger, what's, his, what's, what's that guy's name, uh, <laughs> uh, where the cat in the box, whether you look in the box or not, is it dead or alive, idea, that by observing the experiment, by actually using electrons or photons to watch something, you know, by electron microscope itself looking at material may be affecting what you see in any way because it's affecting the atoms you know by observing it you're actually changing that state so it might from when you're not observing it it may be a different state you know what i mean so we're just assuming that it's this but that it could actually be something totally different because 
us by a server that uh, using other tools affects uh, what it's doing which is always also always possibility right uh, so yeah yep I used to believe but it's because how they phrase it uh, measuring device emit energy yeah I think you probably yes yeah, Schrodinger Schrodinger yeah that's the guy <laughs> yeah um, if a tree fell over in the forest and you don't hear it did it fall over <laughs> you know that sort of um, science quirkiness that people come up with but uh, yeah it's, it's it's really deep thinking science when it, it, science is really part philosophical and theoretical isn't it uh, it's not just pure science you got to think outside uh, your imagination and expand your horizons to be able to progress on with science else you'd be stale all the time I think there's possibly too many theoretical science and, and not enough physical scientists nowadays. It's too many people getting paid to be string theorists and stuff like that, but they're not actually doing the experiments. The people that are making the quantum computers uh, even don't know how they really work. So yeah, we've covered that in the past, but we're not going to recover all that again. But yeah, it's all interesting and everything sort of ties in to science and understanding ufology, right? And most people out there haven't got a clue, right? 99% of the ufologists out there will follow people like Truth for Weedology, a guy in Buffini, then someone like me that looks at the more complex stuff. Um, that might actually give us the answers but um, yeah it, it can get deep and it can get tiring you know even, even when I do presentations here and try and uh, do a lot of deep thinking on it and also sometimes I much get some time to research it before a show <laughs> Um, after I finish the live show, generally I, I need to ha go and have a rest and have a nap because I'm I'm drained. When you do five-hour live shows, uh, you're physically drained. But sometimes I've just got to keep pushing on. Uh, go and get a coffee and stuff because <laughs> I've got so much stuff to do. But like I said, I've got all these little projects that I never get around to. The sky watching thing is sort of falling behind. Because uh, the, the high temperature here at the moment, it's not, it's not any worse than previous years, like they keep claiming climate change. But when it's summer here, it really it really gets drags you down. It's good to have heat, but too much heat makes you really tired. And it affects, uh, if, if you've got diabetes and all that, everything sort of compounds on me now and slows down my thinking. Yeah, everybody thinks I'm, I'm a fast talker or thinker and all that um, and sometimes hard to understand but sometimes my my words don't come out what I'm thinking as you know but in uh, eyesight also causes me a bit of a slowdown and also makes me more tired as well at the moment so everything's against me including all the UFO people out there that don't want to watch what I'm doing here <laughs> 
in chipping on the side. You know, there's probably um, a lot of scientists out there that's probably been brought up with PhDs, which wouldn't come to these sites because they'd call it pseudoscience because they, they're sort of locked into their thinking of what the university side of thinking and, and they have lost that idea of experimenting and thinking outside the box and question even the, what they've been told you know uh, people dare not question the big bang theory else they, they lose their scholarships or funding right <laughs> uh, so yeah you know I suppose uh, Hal Putoff and all those are, are quirky guys, but they've been caught out with Yuri Gilia and PK research and all that sort of stuff. Although, um, it was taken very seriously because they they said, could the human mind bring down a jumbo jet without uh, them actually realising it? You know, if, if, you, if your mind can control spooky action at a distance say which is again outside the box thinking right where you're influencing uh electromagnetic or atoms in in space where the plane is when they got flyby wire and you're affecting those radio signals in some little way where the pilot loses control of the plane and it crashes into the sea uh it should of course they took it very seriously that is it possible that some humans can actually influence uh, flyby wire? So it's called pseudoscience, but really, is it really? Um, I think everything needs to be investigated and actually taken seriously because that sounds like perfectly good thing to research, in my opinion. Uh, and but how do you prove PK work? You know, um, they did experiments dropping lots of ball bearings and telling people to think. Uh, of moving the ball bearings to one side and of course they did have a lot of um, st stats on that where actually it did actually move more to the left and the right side so there was something more happening uh, but yeah again that's another topic another day I guess <laughs> to research PK experiments and see if, if it's all BS or not but any slight variations on thousands and thousands of uh, repeats but it doesn't mean that uh, the psychic spies can do what was claimed out there right um, eye in the sky uh, but there might be that unique individual that can tap into that spooky action at a distance and actually somehow get images and thoughts in their head because everybody's transmitting this energy from their brains right it's going into what tesla would call the ether and if you can connect into the ether and read it and and, and uh, focus on a point in the ether where the information's been stored from that person in another country then technically you could read their mind or see what's in their eyes because uh, when, when we're seeing things that's being converted into electromagnetic energy and uh, controlled in our brain cells, but we also emit uh, brain waves, right, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's I suppose you've got to take it seriously because there may be some 
a little bit of truth in it and maybe some people have uh, uh, minds that develop a certain way where they do actually with some of it actually acts as a receiver rather than a transmitter or somehow it's shielded from all the other noise happening in the brain so yeah you got to take you know everything's got to be you know people call it pseudoscience but everything's got to be actually checked and uh, maybe there were some people that they found that had some special talents <laughs> superpowers uh, yeah so I'm not going to discount it of course and we want to do it scientifically and maybe that has been done and it's all been covered up as they claim uh, by the government that uh, psychic spies they did have a couple of people in the world out of 8 billion that could do it who knows it's possible uh, that's where that movie have you ever seen that movie uh, the, the man that stares at goats is based on that uh, group of psychic spies <laughs> it's actually a really good movie if you've not seen it go and get it out have a watch of it so yeah the debrief going on here but uh, I think maybe we need to move on and maybe even wrap up for today uh, so he's talking about Warpfields which he did with Martin there uh, clarifying the warp drive we know you know, we did some basic looks into that, and Nessa said it doesn't exist. Uh, now firmly on a mission to prove his ancient aliens here. What's this stuff? Okay, we need to read that bit out, I think. Uh, how do we get down there? Space-time is something else altogether. I don't think it There's a bit of a misnomer about warp fields and all of that stuff, said... I'm going to go down the there. Crucial when testing the concept Falcon Space was started on in the first place, anti-gravity. Okay. The quest to defy gravity. Now firmly on a mission to prove his ancient alien theory, and joined by a like-minded partner in Pop, Sokol dove headfirst into a field that he says is littered with frauds and misinformation, anti-gravity research. Fortunately, their laborious analysis of the scientific literature guided them to a set of previously published anti-gravity experiments named for the man who first theorized the idea behind them back in 1981 when he worked for Boeing, then purportedly conducted tests in the 1990s, Frederick Alzafon. Dr. Frederick Alzafon, Image, Gravity Control It's a peer-reviewed paper that was written by a highly accredited scientist said Sokol about Alzafon's heretofore unproven work, and it has a very salient explanation on how these craft operate. And everything about the craft really made sense through this theory. In 2018, Dr. Alzafon's son David wrote a book about the still controversial theory wherein, according to Sokol, he said that his father actually tried the experiment that he laid out in the paper in 1994, in the basement of some university. Unsurprisingly, Given the unusual nature of this type of inquiry, Sokol also said that Alzafon had to borrow equipment because nobody would touch this science with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Nonetheless, Alzafon and his team performed the experiments anyway, and they had some rather eye-popping results. Interesting. 
They set it all up, turned it on, and a sample lost like 80% of its weight within one second, Sokol explained. Uh, However, can we see these that experiments video? <laughs> didn't convince other scientists, and one engineer, David Prutchy, has pointed out that the experiments were flawed and that Alzafon's results were invalid. Uh, Sokol is convinced that Alzafon was onto something, at least something he could try to verify in his lab, so he and Pop tried their own preliminary versions of the anti-gravity experiment. They claim they had some promising results. One experiment showed 17.8% weight loss, but that was still within the noise floor, or margin of error, for this type of experiment. So they should be able to replicate his uh, experiment here and see if they can get 17% reduction again, right? Hoping to improve upon that dubious yet still encouraging first try, Sokol said he plans to upgrade equipment, including a recently purchased electropower magnetic resonance generator that he says is like an MRI okay, machine. Okay, so he, not the other professor, got 17. Convinced that was on to something. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like something happened there, but was it uh, full of flaws where nothing ha actually happened? So that's the question. One experiment showed seven. So says so that they managed to get that. So how did they measure that? Uh, so we need to see the experiment. Was it using the laser beam or was it using some uh, weight underneath the experiment device where something went down? But then again, it could be something that affected the scales, right? So, how would you measure weight precisely without um, the experiment itself interfering with the other device that's measuring it? Which is what I thought Mike was actually talking about before, saying that uh, how can you be sure your own detections are not actually influencing the experiment itself? Uh, it's all these things you've got to think about when you're doing tests like this. But yeah, that sounds like the smoking gun video that we should see straight away. And uh, it should be peer reviewed. <laughs> Machine and one that can retail for as much as $60,000. Using that newer, more powerful generator, he hopes to repeat their experiments with results two to three times above the noise Okay, you think that some government would be interested in that, someone would be observing what they're doing. Or there would be some rich guy like um, Lockheed Martin and Bigelow that want to donate uh, the gear or something. You know, they could write it off in tax to help them. Uh, and, and as long as they got uh, first, first look at the, the videos and the test results and stuff. <laughs> Because, uh, but they'll probably have to write up some sort of agreement that they can't uh, steal it and use it for their own anti-gravity craft. So, but yeah, there should be investors out there uh, if they believed in it. Um, but you don't want to use regular people investment money because that then gets messy, right? Every time someone crowdfunds <laughs> to do a science lab experiment to prove something, they always get closed down, right? They always get said they're frauds or whatever. That that can't work. It's got to be sort of a corporation or a government-funded 
research. And of course, uh, who does that? The government does that quite a lot. The military industrial complex does that a lot. It farms it out to people like Bigelow and uh, universities to research something and they get their hands on it first. And then uh, they stop funding it. And then they use that research of their own scientists to take it further. <laughs> but yeah, so that's an interesting bit. If you manage to get 17% lost, then it should be uh, able to be uh, duplicated and uh, documented. Anti-gravity. I think anti-gravity is a misnomer myself. I think it should be called uh, gravity blocking or gravity control. That's a better word than anti-gravity. Because <laughs> uh, anti kind of always, it's always that positive and negative thing that we were talking about last live show about which direction is the electron flow and everybody sees it as the positive turn or the, there's the excess amount of uh, charge goes around to the negative and neutralizes the battery but it actually is the other way around we found out is that the electron flow is from the negative to the positive <laughs> but uh, people can't think that way because they see positive being excessive and negative being less so uh, people just stuck with it um, yeah Shigan How's it going? We see you there. Uh, what these guys up to there on the side? That's my keyboard with a coffee. Uh, what keyboard? <laughs> you haven't used any of my special icons today, emojis. Uh, right, uh, you got the man in black one there. Okay, that's at least something. Anomalous man in black. Um, oh, that, that's a point. Can I do more giveaways. Uh, let me just check. Uh, how did I do it again? Because you meant to be able to give away 10 every month, I think they said. Membership gifting. Super stickers. Uh, gift free of charge. You have 10 memberships left. Uh, what's that say there? If this month's, uh, what's that word say there? Terms apply. <laughs> oh, they didn't have that up there before. Uh, gift five now. Okay, here goes five guys. Let's see which which lurkers get them this time on YouTube. <laughs> uh, remember, we had some guy that. Uh, got the free gift and he uh, deleted his channel right after because he got exposed by their gifting system so I wonder who that was uh, someone that's spying on me here we go see if it comes up doing something oh, we got a thing popping up on the screen from uh, my software side of connection to OBS labels and uh, lab. Who we got? It not only creates a list here, doesn't it? At least I thought it did. 
it's pumping up stuff on the screen. So we got a few more people. Who, who's lucky one? Anyone that regular watches here get anything? Unlikely, I guess. X-Beast. You know, these are meant to be like top watches and never ever see them on the side chat. That's funny as hell. Google's invented a system of uh, Alton the Lurkers. <laughs> and you can actually click on those names and uh, go and have a look at their channels, right? Oh no, Google, how could you? Still going. Kiwi. A silver demon? No, that's not the other kiwi that we got here, is it? <laughs> anyway, you got a free gift if it is. Uh, so there are kiwis spying on me. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Kiwi something, wasn't it? I uh, can't see it now. Love kiwi. <laughs> kiwi Rao. <laughs> All things. Uh, anyway, that was a bit of fun. I, f I almost forgot about that. Um, yeah, so let's just wrap up that one, I think. Uh, it's a good, uh, good topic, though, isn't it? It's one that could go on for many years to come. And just keep an eye on things. And So he's talking about gigahertz here. Your microwave is gigahertz. You are not going to be running it that high. So is he talking about um, terahertz frequencies now, is he? Oh, he's talking about the higher end of the microwave uh, spectrum. Okay. Um, yeah, if you have a look at the normal graph of that. Oh, I should do it on the other one. Uh, probably stuff that up otherwise. Um, microwave spectrum. Um, you know how you talk about cameras having um, mid-range infrared and far-range infrared and all that sort of stuff. Uh, security cameras use uh, active infrared, you know, and uh, thermal uses the other infrared. <laughs> And I've covered that in the past, right? Uh, microwave spectrum. Uh, there'll be a chart somewhere. So, ranging from about 30 centimeters to 1 meter, uh, the wavelengths. Color spectrum is a microwave is a microwave and so there's a chart there if we can get to it. <laughs> so there's visible light here and below it is ultraviolet and x-rays. Well actually the higher ranges, isn't it? Is it? Um and then you got on the other side the infrared and the microwave. Oh, there's the microwave range here. And then you got radio. 
But it hasn't got the tear hits one there, has it? On that graph. Um, so let's put that in. Um, there's a, they call it the terahertz gap. <laughs> gap between two uh, sections on the spectrum. Uh, here we go. Terahertz radiation. Actually, I think I might have a link up on that one. <laughs> so what we got here? We've got X-rays, uh, ultraviolet. Um, the normal spectrum, infrared, and that uh, had to be microwaves, I would have thought. Let's see what else we got here. Ah, uh, this see, this one switched it around, right? Which is going the other direction, which is a bit confusing. <laughs> I wonder why they did that. I was looking for the tier. I suppose we have to type in tier if it's get. Is it cool? Let's have a look. Uh, here we go. Terahertz gap. So there's a microwave, and ultraviolet. So that's even higher frequency, right? Ten to the twelve. Anyway, um, there's something meant to be magical about the terahertz uh, resonance in materials. I think there's been some science done with the terahertz. Did I have some links on it? Anyway, we probably have to post that link there and just move on, <laughs> I think. Uh, we haven't got time to go through that whole interview. You can see it's quite big. School's entire project is highly theoretical and more than one during our interviews he proceeded down one particular fringe, highly controversial path you face. Uh, what's that? Uh, Billy Meyer one, has it? <laughs> I think it might be. I'm not sure, is it? No, uh, let's see. Photo from a featured document display is from a report. So, uh, image national archives records. So, is that a real photo of a UFO? Now let me just have a look at this one. Because often these ones end up being birds, and to me, that looks like a seagull. And I'll explain it. As you can see here, there's the head of the bird here. That's its wings up as it's gliding. 
and there's this tail fins out the back here and it ankles of some motion blur you don't see it as bird but you see it as a flying disc right when it's actually a bird flying that glided on air currents this way see that you can see the bird head and then the wings going up so yeah it looks like a real image but it's not a flying disc <laughs> it's a bird anyway enough of that one um yeah, what was I going to do? <laughs> Terahertz. Oh, yeah, I was just going to post that one around, wasn't I? Um, maybe I can just push it for, just finish it up another day, part three. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wouldn't be much there to talk about, though. But, yeah, I think I might actually do that and just push it. Um, probably talk too much today. Anyway, everybody's getting late now. Uh, bedtime for most people, I think. Um, USA, you're getting late. But yeah, thanks uh, for showing up today. But I wish more of you should showed up for the turkey one. Turkey analysis. That was a pretty good uh, show, I thought, uh, that we put together there. Uh, uh, what are we going to say? Debrief. Anyway, I think there's a lot more information in the article than on the Mutton Show. Have uh, I spelled it wrong? I don't know. Anyway, who cares? <laughs> Stick it up there. Um, I have another one there. It's got alien scientists on it, so maybe we'll cover that one next time. And I probably need to have a rest <laughs> after this. So we got this one to have a look at about FBI's raid in the lab. Uh, so I had these other ones here. Tesla's dream achieved. Researchers harness Wi-Fi as transmittable electro well, electricity. <laughs> MIT researchers uh, have created a flexible 2D antenna that a 2D antenna that can convert Wi-Fi signals into electricity that can power electric devices without batteries. Now, I've said this before about um, these uh, so-called earth batteries or what uh, what's that guy's name Hutchinson effect that guy makes these uh, crystal batteries goes and grinds up some silicon outside and puts into a tube and sticks copper and uh, what's the other one zinc is it electrode into it and it's, it produces a small current and voltage now what that's doing is it's absorbing radio waves from the air around the device and can convert to electrons again. A bit like a crystal radio. Now, this sounds like a similar idea where um, Wi Fi signals, which is electromagnetic waves, radio, is turned back into electricity in the same way. So, 
saying that Tesla's dream achieved. It's not really. Uh, we're talking about low current here, obviously. And you're still transmitting it from a regular power source, right? Um, you may have heard of Nikola Tesla's idea for wireless energy transmission in which a large amount of power could be transmitted over long distances. The problem with that is atmospheric, the gases in the atmosphere absorb, you know, a bit like that um, weather radar gets absorbed into the water molecules, doesn't, you know, and so you basically lose it, you know, it's a bit like the mobile phone, the further away you get from the antenna, weaker the signal. Well, this is going to be the problem with Wi-Fi thing, but obviously if you've got a you know like a transmitter in the house and you can put the device next to it um that probably a reasonable thing to actually use as charging without having to use cables and all that sort of nonsense now there are devices where you can place the phone on top of the charging pad and it uses induction but this is going to a step further so you don't have to do that obviously uh it talks about large amount of power so what how much power are they talking about are they talking about one amp two amps <laughs> millivolts and all that sort of stuff although the idea is technically feasible the main issue with a huge power with the huge power losses made while transmitting such a high amount of electricity over long distances constant consequently making wireless transmission ineffective which is basically what I was saying. Uh, for short distances and low power transmission, however, wireless energy transmission can actually be efficient and affordable. Such technology could provide power for electric devices, smartphones, and laptops, even without batteries. So, yeah. Um, I suppose you could build it into your home Wi-Fi that has a it has a band where it transmits power, and other devices can tap into it and charge as well as receiving the Wi-Fi signal for the data. Right? Maybe that'd be the next phase of things. Uh, but yeah, when it's to all that power that's being transmitted, where does it go if, if no other devices uh, intercepting it and charging it? Right? Seems like a waste of uh, energy being used there. <laughs> so it would have to have some sort of smart uh, connection, like uh, the phone would have to communicate with it and say, transmit power to me now in this direction and have like a antenna that uh, can direct it directly at the device rather than spread it radially everywhere at the same time. Uh, what they call that, um, directional antennas or whatever. It'd have to be like a little robot antenna that rotates around, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it looks like they've managed to do it. What year, uh, when did they do this? Uh, 2019, so why are we seeing it mass produced in 2023? Uh, that's a good question. So they got it working back then. And got some diagrams here. Uh, I'll post a link to it so you can have a read of it. But yeah, 
I'm not sure if any of you out there seen anything with uh, wireless transmission or is it conduction base station? Because I don't think I've seen anything on the market myself of this Wi-Fi as power and devices. I don't recall seeing anything on the market of it. Uh, something has come across and I thought, oh yeah, just add it in. That's quite an interesting little article there. Um, Wi-Fi powered phone. I suppose you'd have to call it, wouldn't it? Is there anything out there? Um, yeah, I'm not sure what you'd call it. Um, Wi-Fi IP phone. I think that's the same thing we're talking about here. Mm. So it's coming up with uh, voice over internet, uh, Wi-Fi charging maybe. I don't think I've seen anything. Wireless explained, charging explained. So it looks like it might be a smartwatch there that might be using it. Uh, what, what's the date on that one? 2018. So was it the time of the research they were doing? Because the article was 2019, the other one. Wireless charging has been around since late 19th century when electricity finally demonstrated magnetic resonant coupling. Today there are nearly a half dozen wireless charging technologies in use. Is there? All aimed at cutting cables to everything from smartphones to laptops. Okay, the circuit board. Wireless charging is making inroads into healthcare, automobile manufacturing. Uh, so, where's the list of products then? Uh, what's that one say? Wireless China's wireless charger lineup which includes a pad that's capable of charging three devices. But isn't the pad induction? Where you have like an attachment that you put on the phone, USB, right? And you put it on the pad and it causes uh, a, a resonance using magnetics of a rod and a coil and the coil then generates the electrons. That's not wireless. Uh, that's what I suppose they're not saying wireless as in wireless. They're saying wireless. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's not actually wireless. It's actually wire-free charger. Uh, I think that's where the confusion is. <laughs> it works like minute loop antenna here. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Um, that's not the same as what they're saying, where they're actually using Wi-Fi. I never really liked that idea though. Um, I suppose our, our toothbrush uses it, um, the run, um, you know, the electric toothbrush that you, you slide into a holder uses uh, that idea of wireless cable free. <laughs> uh, so you don't have to plug in a USB cable into it and charge it, right? But that's not the same as what they're saying in the other article. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe Mike out there knows. I don't know. Oh, he's gone. Later's mate. Uh, he's gone. I know it was getting too late. That's why I'm wrapping up now. So we want Wi-Fi, not wireless. <laughs> so I put Wi-Fi in there and it's coming with wireless. How does Wi-Fi... It's saying Wi-Fi here. Uh, the secret how wireless charging works is electromagnetic induction. That's not that's not Wi-Fi. A transmitter call sends out a signal. The signal searches for a receiver call like the one in your com compatible smartphone. When it senses one electromagnetic technology. Okay, let's see. Yeah, getting sidetracked again, I suppose. But anyway. So it's on a pad, inductive. Uh, okay, it's near. Requires wireless charger, so they have got, actually got one that you place near it and not on it. Okay, I've never seen it myself. Um, uh, so it's got a cool in it. That's for the induction one, though, isn't it? Wireless. Okay. Let's have a look. So I always thought that was like induction, but it looks like it is wireless. Um, but it has to be very really close to it. Okay, I thought all that was induction, but it's actually wireless Wi-Fi. Hmm, right, it says wireless there, though. It doesn't say Wi-Fi. <laughs> you need it wireless charging. Three and one. Ch with that wireless charging pad with. Yeah, I'm still not 100% sure. 
We're talking about the same thing. So they're going on pads there. Anyway. Uh, moving on. But yeah, I'm just going to wrap up, I think. So yeah, I did do some stuff on the tier of it, so I was looking at But we'll cover that next time. Um, we'll read that and we'll talk about the tier of it side of things. Um, yeah, uh, we'll leave it there for today. It's been a, we've wasted some time with that technical fault that we had, unfortunately, but there we go. We didn't, I wasn't down too long, was I? <laughs> so I'm going to say goodnight and pilled there. I don't think we've got any donations there, but I don't, I didn't see anything pop up. Unpilled, but yeah, remember if you donate, uh, YouTube gets cut, which helps probably pay for the expenses of all the streaming and all that, mostly the wages, and same with Pilled. Uh, so yeah, by donating, you're actually supporting the actual whole website, but I don't think there was anything that popped up here. I think I can click on that there, can't I? And that just shows uh, all the donations turns off and on. But yeah, there's nothing there, right? But anyway, um, thanks for your support and joining us today. Despite we had a lot of strange hiccups, I, I think uh, I may have missed some comments during that little hassle. <laughs> uh, let's see, was there anything I missed? I'll just quickly skim. I don't think she hang around after the, the outage. But anyway, uh, can't see her comments. <laughs> it's kind of strange. No. A stone Hobbit. Oh, here we go. has to be elsewhere. <laughs> Isn't that always the case though? Have to be elsewhere, keep it real. And th after that point, I crashed, remember? After she said that. Something weird happened. Maybe she's a spy. <laughs> Working with the five eyes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll close down pilled there. And there, let's say goodnight. And, uh, yeah, if you find any other information, just uh, send it to me and we can add it into the show. Any other stuff that we're talking about, of course, um, any useful bits that we can add in. And any corrections, of course, anything that I've got messed up on. <laughs> uh, yep, so... Uh, Jasper, good night. Um, oh, Michael's still off. We left. 
Uh, I said I was going to finish up, though. <laughs> but I carried on, didn't I? But, um, yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll just do that now. And give my brain a break again. Uh, is it working? There we go. End credits. Hopefully the show wasn't too bad after all. <laughs> but yeah, uh, ten foot aliens, no. Although there's meant to be seven foot uh, tall whites. <laughs> Anyway, uh, take care on the road, guys, and uh, do keep giving the support here, else I might just give up, <laughs> that no one's actually interested. And do send me any UFO videos that you want me to look at. Crazy stuff out there, wasn't there? No wonder they laugh at us in ufology, though. Anyway, better click on the end button here. Uh, see what happens on Pearl, doesn't they? Uh, 